What the hell was that, man? I'm so glad you reminded me of that. What? It, 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 I, I mean, I mean, it was good. The oxtail was good. But there is... People, we paid the <laughs> ultimate sacrifice for oxtail that... You sold a kidney? <laughs> I should have because... I shouldn't have to sell any... Like, it felt like we sold our soul to oxtail that day. Yeah, we need to definitely talk about this because I mean, and then after and then and then after it was all said and done, then we get that like dinky little bit of oxtail because they had to ration out the oxtail because everybody in this in Baltimore City and probably DC decided, hey, let's go to this place because it's only going to be here for a weekend. Oh no, it was there for a month. Hey, get, hey, everybody, let's go get here because this is like the last day we can get some oxtail. Boom. That That is absolutely right. So I didn't find out about it until that Saturday. I thought I told y'all. Day. No. Yes, because remember I said I was trying to get y'all the oxtail. Oh, I didn't tell y'all the place. I was trying to surprise y'all. Okay, never mind. My okay. bad. I apologize. So, well, I'm glad we cleared that up. So we. Now being a matter of twenty seconds, well, like bullshit. But you know what? Um, I didn't find out until Saturday night, and then I, th- I was like, "Well, this looks good" because my wife showed it to me. She's like, "Well, we, you know, we can go check it out." I was like, "Bet," because you know, we was looking for, you know, a place to eat Sunday anyway. So then I said, well, "You know what? <laughs> I am not trying to get this oxtail and then rub." holds it over my head for like the remainder of the year because it's going to be like well how dare you get this oxtail sandwich yeah yeah but then you know i send robbed a picture the same picture i saw because the person that took the picture had that sucker zoomed in so it looked a lot bigger than what it was oh my gosh that picture man so picture yeah, Chomsky table. L sent this picture of like of, of of like the restaurant and this oxtail. Had, it was this oxtail sandwich, and it was like, it was like it, it looked massive. It was yeah. like a mountain of you couldn't close it. Yeah, like you would need like three people to finish that. Yeah, it looked it looked huge. Yes, and, and so we decided to go, and we went. We got there at eleven. You know, well eleven eleven ish twelve. No, it wasn't even open. No, that's why you were already late because the line started at ten. No, there was no it wasn't line at that open. Point. It wasn't open. Yeah, because no, 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 the no. people there I live up the street from there. So you, the day y'all went cool, but the day before, because I got, I didn't go to work. Yeah, and I was getting it for somebody I wanted to get it for. Yeah, the line started at ten a.m. I got you. But the problem they was they opened late that day. Yes, they, they opened at four p.m. I think. Nope. No, no, no. It was, was two. It was two thirty. It was two thirty. Okay, because, because they, another day they opened at four. Yeah, they had to travel from D.C. or something. Yeah. They got stuck in traffic or yeah, whatever. And I had the app. They're, and, and so they needed time to get everything set up and uh, prepared. Okay, see, we 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 didn't have apps. We just knew from Instagram. Yeah. So I we, have the app. So we show up. They're not. They're not open. We find out that it's not going to open till two thirty. So we're like, all right, let's kill some time. Now, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, you know what? For real, we should treat this shit like we're waiting for concert tickets. Yeah, and we should just sit there. Yeah. But the thing about it was, it was just like, eh, fuck you know, let's walk around. Now, 
Remember I didn't guys? realize. I didn't realize at that time how right my thought process was on the shit to just <laughs> sit there, yeah, and hang around. We got because back at 215. it looked like people dispersed. Yeah, we got back there. Or, no, 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 we no, were no. way I early got in back there. Two fifty. You got back there. What we were? Yeah, two hundred five somewhere. Yeah, around it was. Right? It was early because. We got the message because yeah. Jazz is like, yo, they are lining up. Yeah. And sure enough, well, we, we go g- in there and the person was like, oh, yeah, this is the line. But the line literally is going out Folks, the door yes. and is wrapping around the building. Folks, yes. this was like we were at Disney World and there was only one ride that you could go on. <laughs> and everybody was in that line. It So the line snaked around the uh, the, 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 the entire building went out the door and almost made it around the block. Like it went down the block and like almost went around the corner from that. Yes. So just to let you know, they're in my neighborhood and yeah, I live in that neighborhood. I live up the street from there. I walk to our house all the time. Well, Oh no, no. Oh, so hold on. on. I'm thinking, I'm thinking you were talking about the exotic place and I was like, wait, what? Because they're from DC. So I was about to be like, when you moved to DC, right. how the hell you been getting here on time? Right. And on top of that, how you dare you know about this place and we never once got something from it? Like I was like, Christine, you knew this place is right around the corner. So, like remember, I'm, I'm literally thinking. Remember the last Saturday, the last before we took a small break in April, mm-hmm. and I knew they were open because uh, somebody I know wanted an oxtail sandwich, and I wanted to give them an oxtail sandwich because they were driving to to Philly. But when I got there, the line was. That's how I knew how bad the line was. And I know some people that worked there and they was like, hey, if you want to get this, the food here, you got to be in line an hour before. Mm. So I was like, I'll just do it a day when I have free. Right. So I would if y'all sometimes a 10 percent communication could have saved y'all. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy y'all got the sandwich. And the next time y'all want the sandwich, we'll just go through the app. And plan a day in DC. It was so bad. There was a person selling selling black market oxtail sandwiches on the side of the line. It wasn't black market. It was. He was like. He was like. He was like. He was just being a reseller. Two for fifty. Yeah, he was just being a reseller. I'm not mad at that. Listen, if I got, if I, no, no, I'm saying that's how bad it was that you had people like seeing this and saying, "I can make a business economy decision." Yes, yeah, this line. And and the the thing about the line, they opened the first Tuesday or Thursday of April. That line never let up on them. They had to close on multiple days. Like one day they was like we're closed today, you know it's not we don't they don't do Sundays. There was another day like we're not open today, we don't have enough supplies. There was another day it was like we only got um enough for twenty oxtail sandwiches. It was bananas. I was following the whole saga <sighs> the whole time. But but there is another Jamaican spot that y'all should try. It's um up in Hamden. No, I want to go. No, no, I want to go to DC. So I want you, the rest. I still. I'm, I'm. This isn't right yet. I what do part not, of DC there are there? Can you uh, tell me on that? So, I want to say maybe southeast. And where? And is it the ex- app is just exotic stuff? Exotic stuff. Yeah, they're in northeast DC, twenty eight hundred tenth street. How far are they from the convention center? Uh, that's probably one second. Let me get directions. Because you got jer- jerk taco now. That's up in Hamden. You got Pinocchio. That's over in White Marsh. There's. Um, jerk at night down in DC. You should try that. Um, Hell, I want the real deal. 
I don't know. I, I don't want no. I don't want no Happy Meal substitute that they serve. None of all the places I mentioned are not Happy Meal substitutes. No, a, no. I'm talking about the place we went. It's a 13 minute drive. 13 minutes from 13 the minutes from the Walter E. Washington Convention that Center. Mean, that means that means they'll definitely be Grubhub. It's an hour walk. Is it on Grubhub? That's the question. Well, regardless, we're 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 making this right. So we yeah. ain't going out like I that. I don't. I I I feel like for well, Chris, because since you have the app and obviously uh, are very aware of uh, what they're able to provide, do they have an option for extra meat? No, because one of the things I I've come to understand about oxtail is that when you get oxtail, you get small portions. It's like lobster. Yes. yes, it's always small portions. Even when we get it from Black Sauce, who that's just incredible. Like I, I, I love their food. I always feel like if it comes to the oxtail, you're getting you know small portions of it. Oh yeah, that leads me into another story about a restaurant that I went into. But before we get into that, hey y'all. <laughs> yeah right. Also, side note, you didn't didn't mention how it was a kumbaya moment within that line because everybody that was outside was willing to fight the people that was on the inside it takes if you was if you was if you were caught line skipping the way people were searching through looking through the window to make sure ain't nobody doing no funny shit in line was real like everybody had consigned to the idea that somebody somebody getting out of line we fucking them up whenever there was somebody that was walking alongside of the line everybody's head turned See that this is where it was like screening. You, I am a firm believer that is that is one. Oh, so two things. Kumbaya doesn't mean what you think it means. It okay. means come by here, my lord, because it's Galagichi, Gala or Angichi um, language, and that's a way to say come and rectify the damage or the the causes of our um our pain and misery. Uh, come by y'all. Come well, by we here, were my shared, lord. We had shared pain. Yeah, no, no. I say that because um it's real funny because like I like what's the word when people take it? It got appropriated mainly by white missionaries and they're singing the song as Kumbaya oh, and then they're wondering why they're getting effed up on these missionary trips singing this song and you're literally oh. singing. Why'd you have to ruin that? No, no, I'm not ruining them. I'm just giving some history historical oh. compl- complex to it. So like they got they're saying come by ya and it's come by here my lord and it's about like you know take this pain away from our you know from us the oppressor and the oppressor singing it and then they're getting like effed up in these countries that's one two um yeah um this is hear me out i do this with movies if you have somebody in line and you got the money in cash app you send them your order and you cash app them that money real quick and you don't touch a line that's that long come on now don't be doing that because you was going to get jumped oh well there was somebody that that literally knew somebody that was up on the inside and so she was just like yeah i'm uh out here i'm sending you the money and she hopped out of line and then she (laughs) walked in sat down she got a sandwich now meanwhile you know we out there we patiently waiting it is what it is I, think I don't. It took re- us a total of what two and a half hours. Oh my to god! Get our food. Just the it. Listen, it was a long wait just to get in there, and the place to order. Then it was a solid about an hour just to you know after to we get ordered. Our food, yeah, get our food actually and I'm be so able sorry, to dip. Y'all. By the uh, way, actually, I'm a love with you. It, it was it was a fun day, and it was also why I didn't go to work the next day. That's all yeah. that matters. I'm happy for y'all. Yeah, By the way, we're three angry black people, y'all. <laughs> 
We got Lorenzo. We got Christine. We got Big Man, y'all Rob. Y'all seen the title on Click Play? <laughs> I'm kidding. Hey, just in case there's anybody new, I mean, you know, oh, I'd like you've seen think- the title on Click Play. Yeah, well, well, yeah, well, yeah. I like to think we're growing. We are. We actually are. It's cool. It's cool. There's, there's six thousand. There, there were there, there were six thousand times people. Hit that download button. Oh, uh, well, we're not 6,000. Yeah, we're close. We're oh. close. We're not there yet. We're rounding up. Man, you can't just fudge numbers like that. Why not? Because. I can't. Listen, corporations do it all the time. Huh? Corporations do it all the time. Do we have corporation money? Why not? Do we have corporation money? All I'm saying is, like, corporations do it. People who get. We have integrity do it. on this show. So- do we have it? So, we so using do. the second grade logic of everybody else is doing it. That's not second grade logic. Let's. Oh, let's, you're right. That's I high like, school logic. I Come like, on, I, sniff I, this. Everybody else is doing it, and you want to be cool. Uh, Why can't we just round up? Like at race some point, to the bottom. Like we we keeping it a bean with the folks. So at the end of the day, Why? they, they keeping it a bean with us. Listen, you see what happened in like button. Y'all ain't hitting that like button. We know this. Uh, Hit the mean, like button. You, you mean give us a star? Rating. Give a five star like button. Whatever you got to do. Listen, send are us we some threatening money. our viewers now? Yeah, I no. think I think she is. No, <laughs> I'm saying send us money. Okay, now it's extortion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, now, now that's extortion. No, I'm asking. Send us money. Extortion? No, extortion is like you need to give me money or I'm one of at least. Now money. it's extortion. See, now that's extortion. I'm <laughs> you, just asking for money. Send me two dollars. You just did. Uh, yeah, you just did the 21st oh century. Uh, can can hold out? No, but Clean listen, <laughs> listen. What helps this podcast to grow is when you actually go and rate it. We appreciate that. For those of you who are listening, listen. You rate the podcast, give us five stars, give us four stars. We appreciate it. Doing that helps us, helps us to grow. And like I used to say on this podcast, when we level up, you level up. And that's really the truth. Because, hey, we get into a space, we can do cooler stuff. The cool stuff, we pass those savings on to you. Now I'm sounding like a bank, but you get it. Yeah, it's all sick, cyclical. Yeah. But by the way, speaking of this podcast, I have a very fun story. And I am not sure if I want to tell y'all because I know what the kind of reaction I'm going to get, but I'm doing it anyway because, you know, why not? Okay. Y'all ready for this article? All right. Ready, ready, ready. Let's do it. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Uh, Let's see. How to put this? Fish burglars target decorative backyard ponds for valuable Japanese koi, residents believe. Howard County police say three residents have reported mysterious disappearances of more than 100 fish from three victims. It's my time to shine! (laughs) Big koi fish energy! That goes without saying. Oh my gosh. So we jacking koi's out here? I mean, yeah. Some of one of our listeners must be taking this literally Bitcoin energy. I saw this story this and I was just like, I'm definitely yet. talking about this on the podcast. So you got my money, <laughs> Col- Columbia, Maryland. There's something fishy going on in Columbia, Maryland. Zing, <laughs> Mister Scott Broom, the Pun author intended. of this article. Right, <laughs> police in Howard County confirmed they have taken at least. 
three reports from residents who believe that prized Japanese koi fish had been stolen from backyard ponds. Okay, that answered my question. The victims include Stephen Steerer of Hobbit's Glen section of Columbia, who called police when at when ooh, they got a typo. At least twenty fish disappeared this spring. Twenty? Twenty. Some were two to three feet long and had been growing in the pond for more than fifteen years. Side oh, note, if you look up if you look up a koi, um a koi fish like full grown, yeah. them suckers are expensive. They- you can get a lot of money. If honestly now that I know people had koi ponds, I'm like, well shit. I always thought about it, except you gotta figure out the elements, you know, the seasons. I was about yeah. to say, and then you gotta the have a really enclosed um yeah. backyard. The maintenance is pretty um, complex, I'm thinking. Uh, probably probably invest you like water treatment, things that you may this, need. And then also building it. Building it is the where I think I don't think the maintenance is the the, the scary part. I think it's the the building it first. And then once you have that built, having to maintain it and then worry about it. So Yeah, so yeah. like building is not as expensive as you think. Okay. It seems expensive, but like it's just like a mini in ground pool. So the it's that would be whatever the cost of a mini in ground pool is. Um maintenance isn't that bad because you have like a filter system. And then I think the startup cost and getting the right type of koi in yeah. is where you have your issue. But you think the people jacking these koi's got all that? Yeah, because what they're probably doing is jacking it and selling it to the next highest bidder within the next forty-eight to seventy-two hours before the koi is shocked and dead. That's what that's what I'm saying. They're probably jacking the koi and then just throwing them in like a you know fish tank. According to Lawn Love, expect to pay a thousand to two thousand yearly as the average cost to maintain a koi pond. Uh, that does include the pond uh, and filter cleaning and repairs. Now. You know, I'm about to look into this, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, and and depending on where you go, between five hundred to fifteen hundred. Yeah. Um. Oh gosh. Oh, Premier Ponds. Well, if you're going to Premier Pond, don't go to Premier Ponds if you want a koi pond. That's close to five five thousand or more. Ten thousand. It starts at five thousand and then it goes up to a hundred. Oh, okay, yeah, no, five thousand to a hundred thousand sounds but, about the right range. But look, it sounds like these people, you know, these people jacking them. So you're buying, you know, your coys from Jerome on the corner. Who's probably who's who's probably hey, play, give me two fifty. Give me two fifty. Who probably played Animal Crossing was actually <laughs> catching koi in Animal Crossing and then decided to Google and see how much it really a uh, koi really costs. Oh shoot, uh, how much is worth? Probably said, fuck it. I'm doing this for real. Oh, shit. <laughs> but, I mean, listen, Koi was the first thing I started catching an Animal Crossing. It makes sense. Why not? Go- listen, it works in Animal Crossing. I, already, I told you. <laughs> Try real life, right? I, I told you a long time ago, my boy, you know, got turtles off off the corner and from like a bag. Oh, gosh. The salmonella. The, the salmonella of it all. I can't. I can't. Hey, look. Hey, look. This was like, mm. and this was like over 10, 15 years ago that he bought those turtles. And two and two out of the three are still alive. Oh, that's not bad. That's pretty good. Yeah. So the two females are, are alive. The male died, though, because he was too small. Mm, yeah. And then he kept trying to mate with the other ones. Mm. And the other ones were like, we're not trying to have that. Yeah, male but he, but he kept going for it, and then eventually they said, "Screw this!" And then one of them bit off his head. That this, I need people to understand how the animal kingdom really works. 
Y'all, the only king, the only species where men are the primary species and in charge is human species. Go look at the rest of the animal kingdom. Them women, be, them them female animals, be doing the wildest ish, wildest. I'm telling you now, wildest ish. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you got to protect your child. So, I'm a- Jeez, some of them don't even keep it. They had them babies and be like, hey, you, you fertilize this egg. Come take care of this. I'm off. <laughs> I'm looking to see how much it costs to have a koi pond built. Yeah. Yeah, no, because I, 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 my thing about it is I actually always wanted to get a koi, like a koi pond, or bet, or start at least with having a nice tank to, you know. I go might ahead. know someone that does aquaculture yeah. that, that you can talk to. And they're into anime. That's pretty cool. I'll let you know. Yeah, when I get yeah yeah yeah, as soon as I get my money right, though, I've always wanted like a large like like a large aquarium, kind of like you know the national aquarium. Like I want that. I want like a a a tank like that surrounds you as you come in, you know, to the main to the main hallway. Like I always thought that was cool, and then have like a fountain a fountain outside because I've always symbolized you know water with life. And also the fish, from what I understand, are supposed to be protectors as well against like, you know, forces. Fish um, will bring you bring you in fortune. Yeah. Yeah. Fish will bring you in money. Cats protect dogs um, since inner danger. I don't know what frogs do. I want frogs. Frogs are stupid, but I love them. What about turtles? Turtles have salmonella. Turtles don't do anything heroic or turtles might or do something. Inner I, think improvement. They, <laughs> I think they bring inner peace. I think they're supposed to bring you peace. I remember. I remember reading as a kid. I was think. I think I was reading like the Old Man in the Sea mm-hmm. or something like that. But they said like eating a turtle is bad luck. Yeah, you're not supposed to eat certain turtles because they, think about it. Turtle like most turtles live for a long time, mm-hmm. and eating certain certain turtles. You have to think about what type of energies they bring with them. Right. But also, there's a proper way to, like, honor the turtle. Because there's a such thing as turtle soup. Yeah. So what culture are we talking about? I mean, does I mean, does it really matter? The culture is, you know, I, it's down the line. It's going to happen. That's true. That's true. You know? But, yeah, my friend, but, yeah, my friend got two, t- uh, he has three t- he had he had three turtles. Now he has two. He bought them. They were in like a bag. It was it was three turtles inside of a bag, and then he took care of them. So, yeah. But yeah, I've always wanted. I've always wanted like that, like that, like that setup. And now that I know that the fish can make you money, that's even better. Yeah, so, I think it's supposed to. I have to. It's in a feng shui feng shui book. I have to reread it. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna get a bunch of turtles, and we're, I mean not turtles. We're gonna get a bunch of fish, and we're gonna get a bunch of uh, of uh, Buddhas, and set them up and set them up right, and then, right. and then the money would, and then people just knock on our door and give us checks. Yes, but oh, turtles bring luck, longevity, and wisdom. Bam! So yeah, so yeah, we got to get the yeah the fish, the turtles, and Buddha, and some money trees, and some money trees, and then ha- and then we'll have somebody you know set them up right at the certain degrees and angles so that everything is vibing good yep have that energy flow bam all right cool 
Yes, that's how we make some money. Y'all talking about animals and shit. Um, <laughs> so, Christine, you're probably going to notice. So I'm going to ask her out. But okay. I'd also don't want to assume. So if you're not sure, hey, you see a kangaroo standing in the middle of a lake. Fuck that shit. Run away. I'm already think, scared. What, what do you think it's waiting for? You see a kangaroo standing in the middle of a lake. So I'm all, I'm automatically very scared because what is a kangaroo doing in the United States in the middle of a lake? <laughs> and he, listen, it might have escaped from a zoo. No offense. Like it might have said after hey, zoo. Hey, at one point there was so a kangaroo. There was a kangaroo in downtown Baltimore. Yeah. So we're automatically <laughs> knowing that there is an escaped kangaroo from a zoo that so so it's a uh, so it's a zoo breaking uh kang- kangaroo in the middle of a lake so okay here's here's something and i think this might be debunking it if you see a kangaroo sitting in water it's waiting for a human or something to get close so it can drown it. Yeah. So I so in in order for us to know this, that means it must have happened several times. Which is funny because um kangaroos I fucking can, love science. Kangaroos <laughs> can scrap too. Yeah, those yeah. Debo looking things they lie to us all those cartoons back in the 90s saying kangaroos were so cute saying kangaroo was cute and a little roo was cute and then you look at this Debo boss looking pecs for days and, and, and that tail and that evil is all get out listen I ain't messing with that, der- that deranged top of roo whatever the heck it is so according to I fucking love science <laughs> they're saying all right. Do kangaroos really sit in the water waiting to drown an unsuspective uh, victim? Probably not. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you uh, know, image was going uh, going around. It was like following the viral images. Various social media users have come out and said this is actually a tactic to do just that. Kangaroos will try to lure predators into the water before using their impressive strength to force their heads underwater and drown them. As an animal with a few clear defense mechanisms, this will be an ingenious way to tilt the scales in the kangaroo's favor. So, now, what is it, so what does it put like its foot like its foot on your no, neck? Or no, no. Have you no, seen their claws? No, they literally sit like in the water, like their head pick, picked up, like it's looking at you, just just chilling like that. You get close. I just sent y'all the link of the kangaroo that was fighting the window. No, I I seen that, and oh, that's yeah. when I told you that, that kangaroos are evil. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. went, I was ready. I was like, I was saving it for the show. Oh, okay. They was like, yeah, but yeah, it's no. they was like, but it's true. Yeah, they are kangaroos actively trying to bait you into the water for a deadly swim. No one truly knows, but it's possible. Kangaroos have been recorded oh, doing no. this behavior in the past, but not with humans. These animals are not predatory. Instead, happy to munch on their diet of grass, leaves, and flowers while they roam the Australian wilderness. Hang on, Christine, because I, I seen the I seen the look in your eyes. Like whoever wrote this is apparently trying to get people killed. Yes! <laughs> to actively 
<laughs> to actively lie in the water waiting for a chance to kill an unsuspecting human will be completely out of their typical behavior. Now, hold the fuck on. Now, here's the thing. You can have an animal that its diet is obviously grass, plants, and the whole nine. Why you should the, be vegan. The <laughs> koala, for example, they have a diet mainly, you know, you see them in trees eating grass and the whole nine, yep, right? And they have gonorrhea and smooth brain tissues because they chlamydia. don't eat Chlamydia. Is it chlamydia? It's gonorrhea chlamydia. or chlamydia? Or it's, it's, a, a, it's, a former, it's a form of chlamydia. I thought it was gonorrhea. Chlamydia. Okay. Either way, they fuck <laughs> you up. Right. <laughs> But you know, and let me know because I now I was reading about them. It was a form of chlamydia. Now maybe they got both, but again, this is an animal that diet is you know vegan. So oh, my bad, it is chlamydia. So oh, that, I've been wrong all these years. So with the kangaroo, they might not want to feast on human meat. That doesn't mean they won't defend themselves because they see a human as a threat. So. <laughs> I don't just, let the diet fool you. You can catch them furry little evil ass paws. That was scary. Like, like you showed me that video of that Jason kangaroo trying to get through the window there. Oh my god! Like, so yeah, so yeah, kangaroos might have to uh, might have to catch one from like some steel or something. Oh, I already said it. You, you, you fire at will. Like you see that thing? Don't, don't, mm-mm, no. Listen, wildlife is trying to kill us. Period. Like, well, you we already know that. how how Chris feels about orcas. Listen, <sighs> those bad. You, I sent the video earlier this week. Y'all know they are trying. Mother Nature has decided if she can take us out with viruses, she's like, the humans are too smart for this. I'm going to send my deadliest animals alive to keep them from messing with me. They got orcas trying to attack us and kill us. You see what's going on over in England and other parts of the world. They got kangaroos waiting to jump on you with their claws and attack you. And if you do in this article, let me tell you, go watch a video of kangaroos in, um, near the Australian airport and how they attack people leaving out trying to get in their cars. And these are people that have never been there attacking you. Dolphins attack you. Birds come and attack you. Let me tell you, the time that I was running and I was running and enjoying myself and just listening to like you know a very peaceful meditation and this freaking sparrow jumps out the tree and attacks my head like i'm the predator i don't even want you or your babies animal leave me alone <laughs> but who's gonna save the sparrow christine listen i don't who's have my gonna eye- save the sparrow i don't have my eye on the sparrow that's god's animal god better have his eye on that sparrow because i fought i swung i swung on it I also hit myself in the face, but that's neither here nor there. I need some holy water oh, right now. Okay. Oh, I used to carry it. I don't have it with me today. Oh. All right. So, uh, if we want to pull this one up, allcation.com had a article they put out last year. Top 10 animals that look scary, but are actually harmless. All right. Let's, let's hear let's it. Hear it. Let, let, let's, let's hear it. Pitbull. They are harmless. Um, I love them. Um... Oh shit! <laughs> Start with the first one. Uh, I don't even know how to say this one without thinking this is uh, sounding like Ice Cube. So I'm gonna let you pronounce this first one because I'm looking at that as like hey hey. Aye aye. Maybe it's aye aye. So that's what? the first one. Let's look at uh, What is this one? Let's see. Yeah, I'm like, what is this? Are they just fucking with us? Aye aye. It's a primate. 
It's a tiny primate. Nope. Uh, you know what? I nope. I want to say it's not. It's it's not. It's harmless. It won't hurt you. It looks like it will. Hear me out. But but this but, is the thing. So this one looks like it will, but it's the chimpanzees that will fuck you up, bite your face off, and kill you. This one, will, this one actually is scared. It's of got humans. the serial killer eyes. That's all. It does, <laughs> but it's scared of humans and it's nocturnal, so it's more likely to run away from you. What's the next one? Basking sharks. That is true. They are very harmless. They will not touch you. They don't even like blood. Does not. See, attract that's a them prejudice. To you. We're we're just prejudiced against sharks as a whole. Doesn't matter what type of shark it is. We talked about this on the show before. How sharks are just fucked up. Like they yeah. didn't mean to. They didn't mean to bite your whole arm off. It's like, oh my bad. I thought you was, it was food. A seal. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were a seal. Like this. This type of shark, all it eats is plankton. It just looks horrible. It doesn't really want to deal with humans. Like if a humans around, it'll run. Uh, number three is a Goliath bird eater. That is true. Too. Wait, 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 wait. I need to see a. Pi- oh, is that, that a spider? Yeah, that is a, a spider. spider tarantula actually yep and though it's very big it does not affect or touch humans it's yep. the opposite of a regular um of like a black widow or brown recluse it will not why, it won't it why won't are we you. as a people so scared of spiders i mean actually it makes sense because if you look at it from an anthropological standpoint typically any fears we have are animals probably came from our ancestors and seeing without knowing what the cause of death was and seeing people they love die from it so if you get bit by a spider and then all of a sudden like your kid got bit by a spider and two minutes later is convulsing and foaming at the mouth and dying from the poison you would naturally have an inclination of being afraid of spiders and you would always pass that down epigenetically and genetically down oh okay Maybe not genetically, but epigenetically, and then also it's like a learned behavior at some point. So we so we have a cultural disposition to be afraid of eight legged creatures and insects like that. Um, maybe maybe not a cultural a cultural disposition, but also like a historical disposition. Yeah, yeah. It's like how you know now we're trained. Every time we see a black man walking down the street, you grab your purse. Racism. Yeah. Mic drop. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Number f- number four is. I fear for my life. <laughs> oh gosh. Um. Also, side note: It's always funny to do that to them. Like I, I be doing pay. I be doing that. Like if I see him, I just be like, tighten my throat bag. Why? Why is he worried about me? I start Isn't walking this, real fast. When shouldn't I this be the other way me? around? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number four is um, a gyreal, uh that is G H A R I A. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, what that I might is. probably. Oh, it's uh, like a fake crocodile. Yeah, a uh, strange-looking animal that resembles a crocodile because of its long, skinny snout. The animal's okay. narrow snout reduces its res- uh, resistance to water when hunting, which allows it to quickly whip its head around while chasing prey. What does it eat? Uh, small fish. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. And um, it's uh, native to this. We will never see this, and if we do, we should be really worried. They found fossils of it in Florida, but that's because it died out, and crocodiles. I mean, alligators replaced it. Oh wow. Okay, yeah, because it's native uh, to the subcontinent of India and is estimated to have a population of three hundred to nine hundred. See, I blame Crocodile Dundee for that one. Because we just see a crocodile and, you know, or anything that looks like that, and we think it's gonna like try to bite us and roll and roll over. Man, yeah. listen, I don't play them games. You see that thing, you start running and make sure you zigzag. I think we talked about this on the show. Before. Yeah. Number five, milk snakes. 
Unlike most of the creatures on the list, the milk snake is mainly considered dangerous due to a simple case of mistaken identity. At no fault of his own, the milk snake unfairly resembles one of nature's most poisonous snakes, the coral snake. Yeah. These two types of slithering animals cannot be any more different in every way except for their physical appearance. It's the same prejudice like sharks and, you know, and yeah. uh, spiders. You know, it's like we see anything of that shape, oh, oh it's, it's going to kill us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. We have da, 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 da. at number six, vampire bats. Oh yeah, they only eat fruit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but they still can give you rabies and different diseases, and their um, poop can get you sick. Don't we have Bram Stoker to thank for this one? Mm-hmm. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number seven. I don't know if y'all want to look at the pictures because this is when it gets dirty. Uh, number seven is a giant African millipede. Oh, that's not bad. No, nah, that ain't why I said. That's why I said I don't know if y'all want to look at the picture. Cause how, how bad is it? Uh, no, it's African millipede. Listen, my mom had me take out a dead cat of several times. I'm not so the only thing it. I know. Oh, look at that thing! I wouldn't even look how crawly it is. I wouldn't even be. That is so not the response I was expecting, but I'm glad that was your <laughs> response, and we're going to keep it moving before. I mean, that yeah. That, I was not thinking that was going to be your response. I really, th- I'm glad it's not Friday because that would have, that probably would have been the response I'm thinking I was going to get to that. The only reason yeah. I would even think to be scared of it is because of when I was watching Gladiator and they sent that millipede in to kill that person. Yeah. Remember, remember that? If it wasn't for yeah. that one scene, I would just be like, oh, it's, it's just like a insect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, it, it, I it, it doesn't look like a penis. And there we go. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, With I, legs? Maybe you, I, I mean, maybe, maybe it is a sex toy. I don't know. A walking penis. I mean, hey. listen, if a penis walks, I'm out. I'm done. It's already a, ma- a, ma- a weapon of massive destruction. I ain't doing that. <laughs> Number eight is a manta ray. Yeah, we, manta rays are cool. Yeah. Yeah, All I right. no idea what yeah, I manta, Yep, manta ray. We see manta rays pool, you know. Yeah. Uh, the manta ray is the world's largest species of ray and can grow to be as large as 25 feet across. Because of their large size and strange appearance, the manta ray has also been dubbed the devil fish. Despite the scary nickname, the manta ray is nothing more than a filter feeder that feasts on small prey such as plankton to survive. Look at us being educational for y'all asses today. I know this is not what y'all signed up for, but that's what the y'all get in the day. Number nine, the camel spider. Due to their large size, nearly six inches on average, the camel spider can be an extremely terrifying sight for anyone that is not knowledgeable about them. However, they are entirely non-threatening to humans. Camel spiders are not poisonous, and according to the National Science Foundation, are actually not spiders at all, despite being members of the arachnid family. Yeah. I know people that... Show the... Hold on. I want to see the full picture. Yeah, that does... Yeah. Yeah, that does look scary, though. Mm. You know the problem is too is that when we see movies oh. and things, some of them, a lot of movies depict depict these things, yeah. and that's what happens. So also, what? side note: Oh yeah, when this I was is playing a Spider. Playing, I mean, is it? Is it playing Resident Evil Four? They actually took one of the monsters. One of the monsters is based off an of actual 
uh, like insect or something like that. Yeah, and that that was nuts because it basically is like, oh hey, yeah. So this creature that literally jumps on uh, the zombies or whatever and takes control of them. Yeah, there's an actual creature that digs itself in that does that. <laughs> yes, that is. is it, listen, I think Lord of the Rings did that too. Yeah, fuck y'all for like you know doing <laughs> that shit. Especially like if it's in a point where they in the movie they don't get away from the thing or they don't figure out how to actually stop it they just run away that does nothing for us you know realistically because then it's like hey they had that camel spider they couldn't stop that big ass giant camel spider fuck and then you see a camel spider well, shit they gonna fucking stop it in the movie you know <laughs> if if you're living that way uh let's see so moving on to number 10 it's a sea pig the sea pig is an extremely strange looking underwater animal that appears to be more alien than fish. These funny little creatures are only are the only instance of the holorathans that use a form of leg locomotion to travel. They are called sea pigs due to their thick legs and plump bodies resembling that of a farm pig. Sea pigs commonly live on the floors of deep oceans, typically at the limbs over 4,000 to 15,000 feet. <sighs> and to people who like, can you keep sea pigs as pets? No, idiot. Leave them in Mother Nature. Leave them on the floors of the ocean. But it's Why? a pig. I don't, listen, I'm so sick and tired of y'all making everything a pet. Everything is not a pet. Sometimes you just need to admire the videos or pictures you see and don't ask to move forward to be a pet. You idiots i'm not calling y'all idiots but i am calling you idiots stop yeah, this ain't, making every animal a pet yeah this ain't like the, the this ain't like the hangovers so stop trying to own tigers well, tigers bears mountain lions cobras yeah. ball python well ball pythons aren't that bad but i've heard people letting ball pythons out when they can't take care of them what's wrong with y'all was stop this it. in florida by chance yes okay because um there's there's definitely um there's definitely some some issues where people was getting i think i want to say was it a bow i can't remember if it was a bow or python but they are finding that there are more of them in florida because people would get them as exotic pets and they realize they can't keep them yeah because of how big they are and the whole nine so they would take them out somewhere and leave them I can't. I can't yeah. do it. This is what you know. What just the same way as some people shouldn't be pet owners. I won't say the next statement because it's racially insensitively insensitive. But some of y'all don't need to be any type of owner. Y'all need to rent a house and live your life quietly. Burmese pythons. Oh. That's what it was. Okay. If you can't take care, if you can't take care of your kids, stop trying to take care of an animal. You know, Listen, they can't take care of themselves. They- can if you honest? can't take care of yourself, have you ever have you ever <laughs> seen the Arctic fox? Like what the Arctic fox look like? They're adorable, right? Yeah, they're, they're, they're dangerous. I would not yeah, go near yeah. them. Yeah, rabies are, and all, they, and they will get you and kill you. No, nope. yeah, they are they are super super adorable. They are not meant to be pets in any type of capacity. Oh, sorry, Same thing sorry. with the orange uh, the orange pandas. Yes, they, again, the, the, don't do it. We're trying to survive out here, okay? It's rough, you know, it's rough in this territory. When I was in, um, I'm mad if I put an orange panda and sold me a chicken sandwich. Um, 
<laughs> so if you ever um they're not called let me see that what does sound it? like a chinese spot you would go to hey you ready to get some orange panda <laughs> oh no all right, Ooh. so it's a Sundara. Sauce on there. Let me see, me Sundara. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. Red pandas. Yeah, like they they look super freaking cute, but no, can't have one. You don't. No, they will fuck you up. How about we just? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, please stick to the zoos. Like, if you don't know what you're doing, don't own it. When I was in when I was in Hawaii, we found out how there were some things that they didn't have to deal with, and then they made their way. <laughs> like just and and no and and really just because of you know importing exporting, mm-hmm. like how some of that happens. Like if you look up invasive invasive species of Hawaii, you know. So I'm with um, Rob. Leave shit well enough alone. I didn't know cats were invasive species. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Like, if you think about it, always look, think about. Oh, how can I word this without sounding stupid? Most of the time, squirrels are invasive species to a certain extent. Um, anywhere you go where they don't naturally have dogs, that is now an invasive species if it gets out yeah. and reproduces. Um, I want to say there was a bird species that got released down in um one of the islands near um Oceana in that area that devastated the population. Yeah. Like I was looking like like I told you I was looking at the show Adam Ruins Everything and they were covering mm-hmm. that on Adam Ruins Animals and they said, you know, you know, cuz cats love to mess with birds. And he said, it's not even about, like, I'm trying to eat or anything. I can have a full stomach. I'm still trying to swipe at the bird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah same thing. They they treat they treat mice the same way. Yeah. And I was looking at, like, I, I remember one time my uh, cat, Howie, we were watching a, a nature show. And on the nature show, there happened to be a scene where there was, like, a like a hawk that was, like, flying. And our screen was big enough that Howie started leaning in, like, well, what are we doing here? What's up? Like, oh, like how you no. want to carry it? Like, oh, no. Like, like, he was about to, like, pounce at the TV to, like, try and, and like, catch this hawk that was on, T- that was on like, National Geographic or something. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, it was quite interesting. Yo. I'm it. But, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, considering that people don't leave shit alone when they find something buried at the bottom of a sea for like eons and they decide they want to fuck with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the themes of the, the podcast episode and even this, uh, you know, live episode for y'all is legit. Leave them animals alone. Humans ain't leaving shit alone. <laughs> whether really? it be AI, whether it be animals. We we when we covered the story about the mammoth, you know, just just you know what else we ain't leaving alone? What tater tots? So let's talk about that. All right, tater tots. It is. (laughs) You won't leave these tater tots alone, okay? I don't know where I don't know where she got the idea that tater tots were somehow only in elementary school. They are they they are eaten everywhere. Okay, we will not persecute tater tots anymore. Uh, okay. We got loaded tots now at Domino's. You can eat them. Mm-hmm. They're not on the kids menu. 
So, you know, normally, normally on this show, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rob will have an opinion about something. Either I refuse to engage or I engage and I, from time to time, I'm just not behind it 100%. Right. Well, you've right. turned over a new leaf now. On this particular issue, <laughs> mm-hmm. because I was just minding my business and caught astray, I felt super compelled to join this man on this one because the the amount of hatred for tater tots coming from a certain individual was a level of. I can't. I can't say. I, I, I can't even say it's, it's not trolling. It's literally like this person hates some tater tots. It was like you some, know. It, it was like some. It was yeah. like some tater genocide. Yeah, like letting you know that tater tots, in this person's opinion, they're an abomination. Their words. And I felt some type of way because I'm like, wait. So you just got to put this in the chat where I can see it. And now we're going to you're going to talk about how much you hate these tater tots. And I call up because I'm like, hold the fucking phone <laughs> because I see that I see this message come across. And just as I'm sitting down to play a game, I was like, wait a minute. That's what I was going to do. And so then I go ahead and call. And then my wife decides to go ahead and jump on the bandwagon. And it's like, yeah, tater tots, they suck. And I was I'm sitting here like, well, hold up. I like hold the fucking phone. So at this point, I'm sitting here like. Damn, they just—they they just really going in on these tater tots. Rob has nobody in this corner on this one. Yeah, I'm jumping in because this some bullshit. I'm like, listen, it's one thing you don't like a food, but then we just gotta say, oh, it's an abomination. Really, really, really. I play myself though. I I think that I think I, I think I have an influence on her. You know what? The, I think yeah. it might. I I really do think it might have been a. It might have been a. Um, it might have honestly been just like that karmic payback. Maybe she, I mean, somebody was just waiting for it. I mean, I think you know, you know, because I feel like all subways should be nuked off off the planet and fully eradicated. So I can understand if you keep hearing that all all the time, every single day, because it's just justified that you would feel that way about, I guess, something else that you don't like. F these you know? tater tots. Hold on. Are, are you being serious? No. Oh. I mean, I just hate the fact that they don't give you enough at certain locations. But you know, isn't that with most like foods though? Because we pointed it out tater tots, mozzarella sticks. It's a lot of stuff. They just do not give you don't give more you than enough. enough. Have you? Oh, oh. Speaking Thank of you. speaking of portions, have either of you ate at a I mean, restaurant? That's, that's my personal thing. But thank you. Have either of you ate at a restaurant called Smashing Grapes? I want mm-hmm. to go. I've been desiring to go. Hold off. Oh fuck! Please hold off. Excuse me for my language. I serious? was recommended this restaurant by I somebody. Because you always share yours with me. Anyway. I don't oh, care. And I was like, I was, I was like, okay, all right, all right, let's check this out. What I didn't know was that he ate the brunch menu, which he loved. It was fifty dollars a person, oh. but it was all you can eat. Oh, okay. Smell that one. I thought this would be a good anniversary gift to us yesterday i took i took my wife to this place and so it's the type of place first off they have 
they have like a seven a seven course system of food. Yes. They have they have the snack menu. Yes. Then they have uh some sort of munch. Then they have like a uh then they have your starters, which would be your appetizers. Yes. Then they have uh the actual feast menu, which is your main entrees. Yes. Then they have a vegan and then they have uh and then they have your dessert. So you're supposed to order from each one. Yes. Alright, we didn't do that. So what? going back to how if you eat certain things like oxtail or something, you don't get a big portion. So we ordered uh these like lobster fingers. Alright. Okay. They were eighteen dollars. Okay. All right. When they they brought this out with a straight face, like we were supposed to enjoy it, they brought out two fingers. Yes. Of lobster. Yeah. I paid eighteen dollars. Okay. That no fine dining place. Huh? Yeah. It's semi fine okay. dining. Semi-fine. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's fine, but you know. Yeah. I've I, been to better. There's a one-star Michelin restaurant in D.C. that serves a seven-course Japanese meal. Oh, wow. $259 per person. So, I ordered So I ordered the spare rib. My wife ordered the um, some, uh, mushroom, some mushroom tacos. When it came out, it was a, cu- it was a cube of beef. Yes. Okay, it was you know it, you know you know they tried their best to you know make it look like one of those like ultra fancy restaurants where it's like they got like you know like the sauce designs on the outside the and drizzle. garnishes and drizzle yeah. and all that stuff and you're gonna give me that one cube of beef and like a a, a you know piece of broccoli and be like all right enjoy you know and then she got and then she and then her tacos were the equivalent of like. Of like an appetizer taco, like you would get more full at Taco Bell than eating these tacos. Now the food was—I mean, the food was good, but it wasn't as good as we wanted it to be. So then I was like, "All right, you know what? We need to get full." You know, thankfully they brought out some bread. The bread was good. Uh, finally, we ordered dessert. She ordered the blueberry cobbler. I ordered—I uh, ordered like this donut, mm-hmm. right? They gave me four donut donut balls. Like they gave me four donut holes and a and a little thing of chocolate sauce and a little thing of like a cup of cup of ice cream sauce. Not ice cream on it. Ice cream little sauce like you would find the ketchup little th- containers. Yes. And that was it. By the time I fin hold on, by the time I finished, so I mean we so I mean we finished all that and left. Granted, we had I had two glasses of wine and she had a sangria. With tax included, I spent a hundred and seventy-five dollars on that experience. You're not gonna like me at all. I should have went to I I should have went to Applebee's and gotten their like Two steak meals for twenty, and that would have been good. Said, he just compared them to Applebee's. Well, you know what? Applebee's actually gives you like food. So, 
This was your experience. I will not diminish your experience. Oh, you can diminish it all you want. I don't care. Like, I'm uh, uh, like, uh, yeah. So with most seven course meals, you should like one. I do know that. Um, oh, no, I don't want to go there. Um, I know with Smashing Grapes, they renamed their meals. But you should always get like an hors d'oeuvre, which is a smaller appetizer. Then you get your soup. Then your traditional appetizer, a salad. Then you get like a main course, a dessert, and then like an appetit of. So a I should have spent two hundred dollars instead of one hundred and seventy-five. Is what you're saying? No, no. I I think with Smashing Grapes, the the it's not running gay. But what most people go, they go for the brunch. No one goes for the dinner, the lunch. Either you go for lunch or brunch. You don't go for the dinner because the dinner is where they like they. I Can know. I get more than two lobster fingers? No. No? No. Unless you go to France. France will give you more bang for your buck. L, I want my lobster fingers. No. That ain't my job. Well, somebody going to give me some lobster fingers, damn it. No one's going to give you no lobster uh, fingers. Yeah, me. No. I, I'm so sorry. I don't run the restaurant. Listen, like, But I will, I will say that I am not a, I'm not a fan of fine dining for that reason. Because if I pay for food, fine. <laughs> I want a grub. I don't know. Like, so here's the thing. Like, really, really and, tr- and truthfully, fine dining, in my opinion, is really, it's like going to a culinary art show. Yes. And what you're pay- paying for is honestly the experience. So, oh, that looks nice. You're paying for the experience and the portions are very minimal. Yeah. Depending on where you go, though, you can order as much as you want. You can, you know, depending on how they do it. And well, you have a tasting menu. Yeah. They give you they give you, you know, like you said, a, a whole menu and it's a selection. You order from it in the whole nine. But at the end of the day, it's all about how the plates look. It's the whole uh, kit and caboodle there. You don't go there. You you don't go there to like grub. You go there really for the the whole experience itself. Which okay, me personally, um, I've only like first my first instance of going to a fine dining restaurant was the Charleston. That's located over in Harbor East. And I took my wife there uh, when we were dating. That was the first place we went to for Valentine's Day. And she always wanted to go. So I made a reservation, put aside my my money that I had for it. Was so afraid that something would hit my account <laughs> while we were there. And I wouldn't be able to pay for dinner. So I literally was like, hey. Go ahead and charge us for all this now. And the person was looking like, "Are you sure?" Listen, we stick into what's this in this, this menu. We're going literally shot for shot here, okay? We're not doing anything extra. Let's charge it up. So went ahead, paid it, got that out the way. So now I can relax. Mm-hmm. They bring out the food, and I'm looking every single plate, and I'm just like, "WTF?" And I remember saying, you know. Fuck this. You can't get fooled. Because right after that, fuck it. I'm going to McDonald's and want a cheeseburger. Because I was still hungry. So, I remember somebody saying, well, no, you can get fooled off of that. And me, being a hefty, hefty six, you know, six-act brother I am, I'm like, 
the fuck? You like get who's getting getting full? This is at this point. It's like is there some kind of is there some? Are we going through the depression? Like what is happening that you? I order a steak. And you bring me something I need a magnifying glass to see. It's not even like I need to cut it. I could just pick it up and toss it in my mouth and it's done. Yeah, yeah. So I absolutely understand on one hand, if you're like, yo, I'm hungry. Then go into a fine dining place. If you have a huge appetite, it's not going to work out. Unless you want to spend half your paycheck. If you want to go because you want to do something nice, upscale, have a good time drink wine then absolutely and you know the funny part about it is i went to a place that they're closed now um but it was like way out and a friend of mine had worked there before this place shut down due to covid but they had a brunch mm-hmm. now i had been to this place before and i just was just like oh hey fine dining here we go because my wife could see it on my face i was mad i was mad because we were waiting to eat and we're waiting for one person to show up who came incredibly freaking late. I didn't like her from that from that jump. That's because when you call ahead and be like, "Hey, hey, y'all, don't wait for me. Go ahead yeah, and order." Yeah. So I'm we going to be very late. She, she figured we was going to do that, and we damn sure did. Because I remember she's like, "Well, should we just go ahead and order?" And I'm like, with a resounding yes, oh, yeah. because I'm not sitting here waiting for somebody to show up. Then be all late, and then just <sighs> I already had something against her because right. of that. But uh, go ahead, Sorry. but. We, we know we're eating and mind you i was already hungry so now having to wait all the time and i'm looking at every plate that comes out and i'm just like oh this is cute you know okay you know so hey for those of you that want to lose weight fine dining is definitely a way to go um because I, I can tell you right now you'll be eating small portions now that's that was that first experience but when we went for the brunch they had chicken and waffles yes they bring out this chicken and waffles and I am looking at them like if y'all serve this shit all the fucking time, I would be with it. And I enjoyed it immensely. So I will say that if when it comes to fine dining, stick you, to brunch. Do, do do be real with yourself if you're going to do it. I would that that's my personal opinion. I'm not going to knock it because. I understand what it is. Right. I'm going to knock it. It better taste good. If you're going to charge me that much money, I better be like, this is the best thing I've ever eaten my entire life. No. I'm going to go back to Denver and eat the best burrito I ever had in my entire life. Yeah, but see, okay. So, like, you be telling me that's like we comparing apples, apples to oranges. You're doing that in this sense right now because it's like, okay, you have fine dining. Fine dining is not meant to be Iron Age. Right. If you want Iron Age portions, you're going to Iron Age. You've chose a place, look nice. Y'all went, y'all had a great time. That's really what it was. Well, you chose a place. It was upscale and it matched the it matched what the occasion was. Right. Mm-hmm. You're not going to want to saw that with Applebee's. And honestly, it's a good even though the, you did not enjoy the experience, especially for what paid. Applebee's, unless it is cool, unless it's cool, you know, which is significant other. I don't know if I, me personally, I don't know if I want to be hitting Applebee's on what's supposed to be celebrating the anniversary. So, unless that's the vibe. I'm, go ahead. No, I mean, uh, we're, we're just like, 
No, no, I mean, shoot, we'll just we'll go back to that. We'll go back to that uh, that uh, Asian spot we went to. Ne- yes, yes, that place was great. Yeah, y'all, that, y'all definitely got points. on That, that. was fine dining, and the food and portions they had yeah. good portions. Good. Yeah, but see, I I think when we when we say fine dining, though, it's aesthetic. No, like no one. He went to the wrong place for fine dining. Smashing okay. grapes is like the equivalent of the. I don't want to say. The, the, mm, uh, uh, mm, uh, uh, <laughs> okay, so if uh, we're going so by tier, if that makes it easier, if like, you're going by tier, like if McDonald's is bargain base, actually McDonald's prices is no longer bargain basement. If Taco Bell is bargain basement food for your pockets, right? Mm-hmm. And like, what is um the be- like the best? Jose Andreas or like the best Ruth Chris or Morton's that to me is like that's not even fine dining to me I'm not gonna lie Ruth Chris and Morton's does not hit fine dining to me like oh. that's that's why I meant by like aesthetic Aesthet- yeah so yeah, like yeah, yeah you need to need a sport jacket just to sit down in those places yeah I don't you can need a sport yeah, jacket to- you can get that at Rory's when they were down yeah, it was you, like yeah but when you start dealing with high okay when you start dealing with high class foodies and I know three of them. When I mean high class foodies, a thousand dollars for food does not phase them. They have a budget for food, right? Mm-hmm. One of them I went out with a few times, and I was like, "Oh, this is out my price range," and they understood it. Like I just showed Al the menu for um, sushi Nazaki. Where is that again? DC? That's in DC, okay. and their tasting menu starts. You can sit at the bar for a hundred and fifty dollar tasting menu. Or if eight people come and you sit at the table where the chef makes everything and talks to you about what they're making, that's $180 per person. Okay. There's a place down in D.C., Pineapples and Pearls, three forty-five off the break, no questions asked, no substitutions. There's a place, uh, is it called Russia House? That my, my boss likes to go to that place. That one is really good, too. But, like, so what y'all, so what Rob is having an issue with is he had um, franchise fine dining. Which I'm, I understand. That is franchise fine dining to me is that's why people's like go for brunch because you're getting franchise. There's like 17 different smashing grapes. Like there's three in Maryland by itself. So you have fran- not franchise, but like, you know, what's the word? Um, uh, it's like what Target is. Box store fine dining. Right. Okay. So, yeah, that's one. Two. I'm not a listen. You have to know your palate. I'm the type of person. I like the experience. I ain't got no kids, and I don't listen. The last time a guy tried to tell me where I was going to go to eat, I was the I was a bitch. I said, "You're right. We're not going here to eat." I left. I said, "Oh, I have a stomachache." I went to the place I wanted to go to. I knew I was spending two hundred dollars for my meal, and I took pictures of it and I sent it to him. And I said, "If you can't afford this, stop talking to me." I just want. You know what? You know what? But no, I'm not mad at you. I want you to have a good experience when you eat. That's why when we talk about food, like we talk about places that are small businesses that put effort into their food. They put love into their food. Fine dining is about literally being bougie. Fine dining is literally about you're going for the experience, learning the art. You're going for like the like with the food gastronomy. You're going for that type of experience. So where did the master chefs go? They're master not going to fine dining places. No, there's a whole TikTok with the one dude. I can't think of his name. Him and his son does a TikTok about fine dining and food. He is gourmetified McDonald's. His son brought all this food. He's like, let me show you how to make this gourmet. He turned a McDonald's meal into a gourmet. His son gave him a hundred dollar mango. He's like. 
so delicious not worth a hundred dollars and he would he does that stuff fine dining is another form of classism that is held against people of a certain financial barrier so we're just spending money just to say we can spend it sometimes basically yeah and i don't mind saying it yes and you know why i deserve it i work too damn hard to always be like let me just go to panera what is what is that money going to do for me in my bank account it's not like i'm going to go to what's the restaurant that i wanted to go to i really want to go to um per um that place i'm not going to tell no one what place i want to go to because i think the person might try to take me and i don't want them to do that um there's a place i want to go to but i know i'm saving up the money for that because what else am i going to do like i want to put it and save it and like live on a shoestring budget because i have to save money for like 20 years from now when i can't eat this food when i have diabetes and high blood pressure and my taste buds don't work and all i really want is oatmeal when i'm 75 years old i I hope that doesn't happen i about to say I think uh, there's ways to enjoy food and get the experience that is comfortable to your budget. Yes. Because we're talking about, you know, fine dining places. I went to Charleston. I was like, okay, this is not something I would, you know, normally do if I'm going out to eat. Right. But if it's for a special occasion... I know what it is, and I'm going to plan accordingly, which means I'm not going to have any qualms by waking up and having a big breakfast and having a lunch, too, because I already know my dinner is going to be very sizable. But because we're going to be doing wine tasting and the whole nine and and for what it is, it's like, yes, after the show, I'm going to tell y'all literally what I got planned for the anniversary with with the wife because the Charleston is in the mix. Right. Uh, but, you know, like sometimes and I like that you said this, sometimes you want to ball. You just want to say, fuck this. Yes, it's stupid. Yeah, I threw money at it. Fuck off. And that and this and because really got to treat yourself. Got to treat yourself. Right. Yeah. Right. You know? Right. And also too, when somebody's like, well, I don't want to find out. But you want that cool experience, an upscale experience. Yeah. Fogo de child. Fogo de Chao. And that's no, no. Um, like maybe yes, maybe. But also, so, like, again, there's black-owned restaurants so, that are going to start charging fine dining prices. And if we want to support our community, are we going to say no when I support fine dining? Absolutely. Black Cow. There's there's yeah. a new Afrofuturism restaurant down in DC. Yeah. Oh, but I mean, and I'm, they have oxtail down there. But I'm putting this into the perspective of, like you said, you have people that literally, like the way fine dining is, is literally a form of classism, right? Right. So I'm like, hey, there are restaurants where you can feel, you can literally feel like you are balling out, and that will be within your budget if yeah. possible. So Fogo de Chao is not a fine dining place. Right. It is all you can eat, but it is definitely something you're going to pay some money for. Right. That might be somebody's speed, but it's also giving them massive amount of portions. Yeah. And when you walk and in, good it's a, yes, good service. And when you walk in, the place is nice. Yeah. So again, if you're speaking from an aesthetic and we're speaking from an obvious point and you want to keep something within your budget, Fogo de Chao works. Right. Now, for those who have the money and say, nah, fuck it, because I can spend that same amount of money. Because, hey, honestly, Fogo de Child, but like, usually what, like 80 a person? Maybe. I don't know. I don't it, know. It, well, it Somewhere might have went up. So, for that same amount of money, you could go to the Charleston. You make a reserve, you have to make a reservation. 
But you could go to Charleston for that. Right. That same amount of money. Are you going to get the same amount of portions? No. No. So it really comes down to what you have a taste for, what your palate is, what your appetite is like, and the whole nine. And some things are not for, oh, that looks good. Some things are not for everybody. Yeah. It just is what it is. Some of us prefer to go to all you can eat. And that's right. how we celebrate. And that's totally fine. Some of us say once in a while, I want to go ahead. I want to go put a suit on. I want to go sip wine, listen to some classical music, and enjoy a plate that has a single P on it. So, with that being said, I'm sorry if it came off like we were, like we were not. Um, if I wasn't, if I wasn't respective of your feelings about smashing grapes, like yeah, the rest of your lobster fingers is. Not, never gonna come. I'm so sorry. It's never coming. It's never coming. But like this is I just want to talk about this black owned restaurant. It's called Bronze. It's in DC. Listen, this is fine dining and it is the prices are definitely a lot. But they got guava cheese donuts. Um they got plantains, they got split pea herbed rice, bronze coconut basami and bamboo rice, melon and citrus fennel salad, um, grilled poulet. Butcher's cut with wild mushrooms and tamarind, braised oxtail with pepperdale. Okay. Pepperdale and butter beans and dashi kombu. Listen, that already, I know that's good. And that's $32. That's worth it. And they're going to give you, the portion is going to be respective for the price $32. Brush smoke snapper. Listen, I don't want to discourage people from fine dining. I don't. I want you, when you do fine dining experiences, I want you to do it in areas that you know. Are supportive of your community. If you're going to yes. do fine dining, do a black-owned restaurant. Do a woman-owned restaurant. Don't go to someone like what's those people that people hate and I hate them too. Uh, Atlas. Oh yeah, we hate we 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 just like we 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 yeah. went in on them. Yeah, don't like do those type of places. Smashing grapes. No offense to smashing grapes. We may get a sponsorship from them one day, but like smashing grapes is not is probably entry level. Like you have Cooper's Hawk and smashing grapes to me is on the same wavelength and vibe. And Cooper's Hawk, you would have had a, be- a better. Experience. So you've been to smashing grapes? Not yet. Every time I want to go. I tell myself I'd rather go to somewhere that I know I'm going to like be able to sit down and enjoy it. My whole point is let's just hold these places accountable. They need to be held accountable for the prices. I get it. You're paying for the aesthetic, but you know yeah, what? But the Smashing Grapes aesthetic isn't worth the money. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like people, if you're going there for the ambiance, you know. Go to Bronze. Go to Tom Super. Yeah. Go to Purple Purple. Pineapple parables. Or some of y'all probably sitting here listening like I don't give a fuck. I ain't hitting no type of fine dining places. But then some of some of y'all probably are. Um and but Chris also brings up another point. Uh when it comes to supporting our community, I definitely will go to a black owned uh Hit Honcho down in Hyattsville. Oh hey, y'all would love you, y'all would love Hit Honcho down in Hyattsville. That is your that is a place I think y'all should we should talk about. What type of food is that? Hit Honcho is a black owned restaurant. I do think they have oxtails, but they pull from all parts of like it's whatever the chef pulls from and like it's been rated pretty highly. You Hit might, Honcho? Hit Honcho and Hyattsville. We should think about that for the end of the year. So oh, we can start yeah. putting money aside. Yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. Uh listen, y'all y'all saying that and then I got a feeling I'm gonna get to find out about it next month, but I'll tell y'all why. Yeah, let's look at that. I'm being, I'm being, I'm being told. I got to mark days on my calendar. So I respect it. I respect it. If this is what I'm thinking, it is. Oh, ho! 
And that is fine dining too. You see how? Did you? Oh shit! Did you open it? It's the. Uh, is it this place? Let me see. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, hold on. Was it head? Let me see it again. Honcho house. Honcho house. Okay, because I thought you said head honcho. I did say head honcho. That was because I was thinking about um the Migos. I'm sorry. Honcho <laughs> house. So like right here, they had the honcho fire roll, spicy crab tempura pickle cucumbers avocados, twenty two dollars. Um, that's the sushi part. Then they have honcho doubled eggs. The dip of bacon jam, char boiled oysters, um, squash fries, wagyu beef cheesesteak rolls. Okay, um, how dare y'all be booked uh, until June thirtieth? But that's cool. Yeah. Oh no, they they are popping, popping. And this is another black owned spot, and this is by, owned by I a like black how they man. Say yep. Oh damn. Okay, Tobias. Yeah. Shit. Jerk short ribs of curry pea risotto and shaved yes. carrots, thirty eight dollars. Yes, I'm 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 with it. So, I'm definitely with it. So what I think it is is like. This is yeah. So this is what I will say. Oh when Lord, you, they lost me on the first menu though. So and it's okay. Scroll when you scroll down, you see I the better stuff. It. Oh no, that's why I said scroll down. You'll see the better stuff. Um. So what I'll say when it comes Ew. to fine dining is, I love people's I love people's suggestions, right? But also, when you suggest food places to people, know who you're talking to. Like for me, like with me and Rob were talking, and he's like, "Oh, I want to go somewhere nice." I would be like the list I would have gave you. I feel like you would have been like, okay, this is interesting. I think I might try it versus smashing grapes because I've seen their menu. The running gag is almost everyone goes to their brunch. No one goes to their dinner menu unless it's a special dinner night where it's like, you know, but it's okay. It's okay. You had, you chose, you tried it. It was good enough, but not great. And y'all still have fun and happy anniversary. I'm so glad that y'all made it another year. Six years strong. I don't know what I don't know what material that is. What is that? Cotton, something like that. Copper or something. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm definitely going to this place for the jerk short ribs, but that sounds good. Yeah, uh, I, I got a feeling. I got a feeling. We'll check this place out. So I have. So I have an. I, I have a rhetorical question for uh, you all. Okay, I'm listening. On the opposite end of anything that could possibly be edible. Why? Why do gas stations provide m- milk? And who are the people that actually purchase this? It is a real thing. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think it. And I they have I, cheese too. I think it might stem from oh, it's candy. Or back in the day, where you you stopped at a gas station, you pick up odds and ends or traveling. I could see. You know them having milk, and that might just been the thing because it was, hey, you know what? Back in the day, you could go to the gas station, get your gas, and then you walked into you know inside, and it's like a little mini store. You know, just would you drink milk from a gas station? I would not. But again, like I said, when this is back in the day, they probably had no issue. With I think that. I'm gonna buy some. I'm gonna buy some and bring it here. Not the fuck you not. Why not? I thought you was going to say buy a gas station. I'm like, that's a good investment. 
Also, gas stations make most of their money off of the convenience store portion and not the gas selling portion. I keep thinking, oh my gosh, every time you say that, I keep thinking of ways that I can incorporate AI into it and make a business out of it. So so now I'm thinking of like Back to the Future Part 2 where you saw the like gas station robots come out and pump your gas for you. Boom. You you must be drinking gas station milk. Boom. (laughs) But also like if you have a baby. I mean, it wasn't that bad. It was a little chunky, but. Okay, so you asked the question even though all right. Moving right along. I was gonna say if you have a kid and they don't have formula and you don't yeah. have formula, you can pick up that. Yeah. And like it's just supposed to have your basic necessities if you need something. Listen, you're talking about milk. And if we really break it down anyway, I think I think when you start thinking about what milk is, it's enough to Puss. Did you know you can drink milk milk while it's still curdled? Yeah. I did not know this. Yeah, that's buttermilk. Yeah, but like, when even when the curdling process, it's just I, it's like some I alienation. A, Anybody remember weird, alienation? Mm-hmm. I have a weird relationship with milk. A lot of people do. Okay, weird relationship. Once you find out how much pus is in that stuff, you don't. Want okay, to uh, yeah. All right, listen. <laughs> Breaking. Police found 127 pounds of cocaine bearing the Nazi flag and imprinted with the name of Germany's wartime. Uh, leader hitler on it that is a segue anyway peru's anti-narcotics police has seized 127 pounds of cocaine headed for belgium in packages bearing the nazi symbols imprinted with the name of Germany's wartime leader hitler the drugs were hidden in 50 packages of the, of the size of bricks each one bearing the swastika according to pictures released by the police on thursday some of the packages were open with the word hitler written in high re- uh, relief on a compacted white powder the drugs were found in a uh, Liberian flagged boat in a small northern port town of Patia, close to the border with Ecuador, close to the border with Ecuador. The ship had come from oh goodness, I ain't even gonna try to pronounce that, but we're gonna try it anyway. Guayaquil, <laughs> the Ecuadorian port city known as the major jumping point for South American drugs. Headed to the United States and Europe. Police did not say if anyone was arrested. The Peruvian police anti-drug dictatorate showed videos and photographs to the Associated uh, Press news agencies revealing that the drugs were hidden inside of a ventilation system of a container. Police continued to search for more than uh, continued to search more than 80 containers on the vessel. Drugs are wrapped in a Nazi insignia is the new development for Peruvian police who have previously reported finding cocaine and brick shaped packages with various and strange symbols. After its neighbor, Colombia, Peru is the largest producer of cocaine in the world with about 400 tons produced each year, according to official figures. The country is also one of the largest producers of the coca leaf, a product that is legal when used to chew or make an infusion, but is also the primary material in cocaine. (sighs) So, so... I, f- I really feel bad because I, I fully understand why they put the Nazi insignias on it. Because if you're thinking of smuggling of smuggling something or something or, or, or you're viewing something, if you see something with Hitler's face on it, you're probably not going to want to investigate any further. Like, 
there's a there's a natural reaction that I don't want to even investigate this if I see it. So I'm thinking in my head that's the reason they put the swastikas and Hitler on it because is is it's like a warning against what you might be investigating. Like I know somebody uh the one of the battle rappers uh I I look at said he put so that he wouldn't get raided, he would put a Confederate flag out on his front lawn so that people wouldn't mess with him. Oh wow. Wow. So I I see I see the point that you're um you're making. Um I think because there's another article that links to it. I think it's more of this is how my connect knows what's what. So like if I decide to go ahead and ship a crap ton of Christine and I say make no mistake that that shit's going to have a platypus picture on it. Christine (laughs) knows that her bricks coming in. Nobody else is going to choose that. It's the it's the platypus. The, the koala bears obviously don't don't fuck with that. No, it's the platypus. Unfortunately, due to the fact that we have said a lot of stuff on this podcast, where you have always reminded us that this stays on the record on the on on the internet, the internet never dies. The you way recuse I w- yourself, recuse myself. I would tell you how to ship it to me and how to get get past it and what to do, and also other ways to do it. And it would not and be a we're, 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 Okay, listen, listen. I'm making a whole example and bad example. What? Why are we the show that just encourages the bad spider? Behavior? Just caught himself a couple of flies. We just we just do. Oh. <gasps> Shut that is up! A really great idea. <laughs> no, so, oh no, 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 don't even, don't, don't. I'm not gonna don't. say it. I'm not gonna say it. Yeah, but you, but you see, you see, but you got I excited. Been, I well, yeah, because I see, I now see the light. Yeah, because it's like moving yeah, on to that, the next oh, door. Wow, <laughs> wow, 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 yeah. wow. I realized because when we get to one time, I was just like, you know what? Look, we got articles. I just want to say. Just say no to drugs. Yeah. This, this this proves to you why we need to legalize drugs in America. No, it does. It really does. Think about it. That so we are still people who do drugs illegally are funding Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. You are funding fascism. Yeah, my yeah, my whole my whole point every time time has been uh legalize it just make it illegal to operate it if you operate anything that could kill somebody else yeah like you can't operate a train or a plane and be high on coke no you know what i mean absolutely not so if you operate heavy machinery or or anything that puts somebody's lives in danger make that illegal but then legalize it in general but you know what this makes sense because think about all the countries in europe that have legalized hardcore drugs and think how they probably have squashed any type of um, rebellion or any yeah. type of terrorist attacks in their countries. Because the way you make money from a terrorist attack is through the drug market. Yeah. And if you can't properly sell it, except for like real, real illegal, legal stuff that ha- that's not supposed to be on the market, um, 
you can't like no nah, you gotta but go then you get into the political corruption of that well we're making money off of the you know drug trade as well and the prison system yeah. and all that stuff yeah but like you know at some point when you get regulations into it it's pretty pure like me personally i'm over i'm like i'm not over it but i don't want to hear like we have seen a decrease in fentanyl deaths which is really really good i'm really happy about it but it would be beautiful if there were no fentanyl deaths because if we legalize it, we can have trained professionals available to these people. Yeah. And also we can microdose them. And on top of that, it can be medical grade, which is a much better form to use. And then you just give pharmaceutical companies more money, which starts a whole nother class war. So never mind. <laughs> oh, 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 on a completely random note. If you ever have a consulting firm, don't name it Pyramid Consulting. Pyramid Consulting is the worst name you can come up with for any type of business. Sounds like a pyramid scheme. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Pyramid Consulting solicited me to sign up for them. So, you know, to to apply for them. Oh. 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 I have no idea what type of consulting firm that is, and I don't want to know. Mm-mm. But what if they have a ten thousand dollars signing bonus? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a reason for that, and I don't want to know the reason why. <laughs> okay. All right. Before I get into this next article, anybody got articles they want to share? Um, I don't have an article I want to share. I just, I just have a a lot of thoughts. So. All right, uh, got a got a couple because you know trying to make sure we had some music news. Chris, you got any? Oh well, there's you know of course there's Tina Turner. Well, yeah, uh, we talked about that on a we talked about that a bit on the uh, warm up pod. Which if you subscribe to Patreon, two dollars a month, you can hear that. But definitely rest in peace to Tina Turner because mm-hmm. we're talking about music. Um. Did we say what Jamie Foxx did? Did, did we ever find out what Jamie Foxx had oh, so, or has? So there's two things going around. One is the medical emergency was he had a specific type of stroke. And then that stroke is why he's not being seen and his family's trying. He's going through rehabilitation. He's not dead or passed away. He's just going through the rehabilitation to get functionality back that's one is, is he going to be able to make a full recovery um depending on the type of stroke it is he might be able to the other one is because remember what happened with prize there is a rumor going around that what happened to prize got jamie fox caught up to and leonardo dicaprio mm, okay i have to go back and look at what happened to prize but he got like what 10 years in prison yeah actually because if you were you know, we talked about that. I want to say in our last episode of the episode before it here. I was just listening to the Fugees. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Fugees rapper Prize Michael, um, former Fugees member Prize Michael convicted of foreign, foreign influence in case. So now the other thing is that Jamie Foxx was involved because there's pictures of him with this um malaysian business owner same they, one that jamie um prize was yeah with. so they're saying that jamie fox is trying to cut a deal or testify so he does not have to serve time is there do we have do we have any evidence of past of prior like history of anything of this of this nature with jamie fox no but there are pictures with him 
with the businessman. But see, the businessman was buying influence to be in these A-list circles and A-list parties. So it's almost like eh, he might not have done anything except to take a picture for this man. But because maybe he was on a jet at a certain time or because he came because Prize said you should come to this event. Now he's under the microscope. So that's the two different things. So more information is needed. More information is needed on both. Because if it was a medical emergency and he suffered a stroke, I I hope he is doing well. I hope wherever he's at is working. And if it's this other one, well, you know, I hope that he works his way out of it. Either way, the whole this Jamie Foxx fiasco is a definitely is Sagittarius energy at its fullest. Mm. Never know what they're into, but always a good thing to like just watch like the. Yeah, if you're being that secretive, usually I'm like I'm used to people being that secretive now with like, you know, Chadwick Boseman, God rest his soul. Right. You know, I have something terminal and I don't want people to really react or make a decision based off of that. I just want to do my work. And, you know, when it comes time, it's time. But that's I don't. But that isn't the the case here. Like from what it sounds like, you're going to make a full recovery from this. So it's not like you have to do that type of thing. So why are you being so secretive? Which leads to the to the suspicion of what you're talking about. So, so well, I will say the one thing I will always say: Jamie Fox is the type to me. He's more, he's private. We just we know what we we know what he wants us to know. Oh, he's a private person in general. Yeah, like like it's when I say he's private, like a lot of people didn't know he had two daughters until like I will say like maybe five or five years ago. Okay. Because we thought a lot of people thought he only had his one daughter, Corinne. Okay. And then come to find out he had a younger daughter. Um, he's private to the extent, like, I'll let you know what I want you to know. And if this is like a stroke to me, is like, yeah, then you might make a full recovery. But what is a full recovery to somebody who uses his looks, his talent, his, his speaking abilities, his humor? Because a full recovery for a stroke victim might be like, oh, you can talk again, but he's not quick witted. Yeah. And so that's not really a full recovery to him. Right. Or right. like a full recovery is like, hey, guess what? You you can you can do X, Y, and Z on your own, but now he's limping. And it's like, this isn't a full recovery. I'm an action like an action star. I run, I jump and so I think when we say full recovery, I think that's why they're being very clandestine clandestine about it. And then like his fans saying, I don't trust the daughter. She's lying. Well, she all she had to do was tell the truth. All she had to do was keep her mouth shut. She's on a double edged short. If she didn't say anything, they would have said that she's being phony. If she does say something, she's being phony. She's trying to. I think honestly, she's doing the best she can. Learning from what her father has taught her about like handleable media, protecting her sister. I think she is. 100% saying no I'm protecting my little sister because her sister's 17 mm-hmm. no 17 year old should be dealing with that and three at the end of the day she's probably again when you are growing up in that field with a parent like that who's taught you like less is more mm-hmm. and dispel rumors that are not true because TMZ is the one that did all the the BS like everyone like I don't like the fact that TMZ went around the daughter and started reporting this what if he was on death's door and TMZ was like, hey. TMZ is ruthless. J- Jamie Foxx is about to die. That's none of our business. That's yeah. the family. Like, same with Chadwick Boseman. Because I think Ch- TMZ broke that t- Chadwick had cancer. Like, terminal they, cancer. They're usually the ones that find out first before anybody else. Yeah. Man. Sadly. I'm surprised. they. Well, I know. They get sued every week. I know that. But Before we go on, though. Because uh-huh. we 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 were saying Tina Turner, so I don't wanna I don't wanna just gloss over 
Tina Turner. Okay. All right. So Tina Turner, for those of you who uh, didn't know, uh, she passed away this week. Um, Tina died like one day after Tina died at the age of 83. Uh, more details about the cause of death have been revealed. All right. Uh, rest in peace to her. Um, one day after the legendary performer died at the age of 83, her cause of death has been attributed to natural causes. Uh, her representative confirmed this to DailyMail.com. Uh, her publicist also told NBC News her death came after a long illness. He has reached out to the manager for comment, but hasn't heard anything back. On May 24th, her team shared that she passed away at her home in Switzerland. All right, so let me see. With her music and her balanced passion for life, she enchanted millions of fans around the world and inspired the stars of tomorrow. A statement posted to her social media pages read, Today we say goodbye to a dear friend who leaves us all her greatest work, her music, all our heartfelt compassion goes out to her family. Tina, we will miss you dearly. During the latter years of her life, the proud Murray artist opened up about battling several health issues, including high pressure, blood pressure, vertigo, a stroke, intestinal cancer, and kidney failure. Mm-hmm. In her 2021 documentary, Tina, the singer, also shared she experienced post-traumatic stress disorder as a result from her terminalist marriage with her ex, Ike Turner. I've been in, on such a roller coaster in the four years since my wedding, uh, Turner, who wed the music executive Erwin Bach in 2013, wrote in her memoir, My Love Story Per Today, that even I have difficulty keeping my medical cast- <laughs> cata- ugh, catastrophes, catastrophes, excuse me, good gosh, straight. <laughs> Tina's passing came five months after her death of her and Ike's damn Ike's son Ronnie and nearly five years later after her son Craig passed away her death sent shockwaves uh, through Hollywood as many celebrities speak out about her influence um, about the influence her achievements had on the industry alright so through her <laughs> Angela Bassett I like this through her courage in telling her story her commitment to stay the course in her life, no matter the sacrifice and her determination to carve out a space in rock and roll for herself and for others who look like her. Angela Bassett, who played the legend in the 1993 biopic Was Love Got to Do With It, said in a statement. Tina Turner showed others who lived in fear what a beautiful future filled with love, compassion and freedom should look like. As the actress who won a Golden Globe for her role noted, it was an honor knowing the icon on a personal level. Um, there's a lot of tributes. I'm going to stop the article there because honestly, it makes me sad, especially when you know what she she went through. Yes. But um, I definitely didn't want us to mention Tina Turner and not take a moment to, you know, recognize Tina Turner at least have you know news articles since we're talking about music you know what I think is sad about this whole thing is first and foremost let me say I love what she's done for uh you know women suffering or anyone suffering from domestic abuse but the real sad thing is her legacy is so closely tied to it like when you think when you know, one of the first things you think of, sadly, when you think of Tina Turner is her relationship with Ike Turner to me. 
And she's, like you said in, in this article, she's done so much for music of so many different genres that it's hard to appreciate it. You know, like, you know, what's love got to do with it? We don't need another hero, you know, private dancer, all these great, all these great songs she's done, you know, but it's like, now it's like, oh, you know, you know, she's so, she's so brave, which, which she was. And, you know, she used her Buddhism to get her out of it. And it's like, I just wish we could appreciate more all of her dimensions, which made her her. She's more than her struggle, I guess is what I'm saying. I I think, you know, I I feel I understand what you're saying. I feel as though fans of her her music, I I feel is that if you're a fan, like you're you're like a fan, like you you listen to music, you were going to shows. I feel like the energy, it shifts a bit where you're more about the music and just the energy and everything she's putting out before that. Like, yeah, it's hard not to think about it, but I, I, I think there are fans who probably are like, Oh, Tina Turner, they would start naming like, you know, their favorite top 10 songs from her yes. favorite albums when they got to see her live. So oh, yes. I, 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 I think because we see this as social media and like, or just the media space. Let me not just say social. I think that's, you know, just kind of thing. It fuels that focus. Oh, she was married, but look how she rose up. Like everybody wants to start with that. And to me, she's way, like you said, she's way more than that trauma. She's not her trauma. She, right. She's right. What, what we saw is a, a very iconic person because before, um, we saw the movie that detailed, you know, what she went through, uh, to know her was to hear those songs. I remember hearing what's love got to do with it just on the radio. That's how I knew Tina Turner. So, you know, when the movie came out, I had no idea what I was in, you know, in store for. But right. from there, it's like, oh, shit. So, you know, I'm never yeah, watching yeah. that movie again, so, <laughs> which no, we also I, mean, I will. I'll watch it again. But like, here's the thing. So, like, I play I host trivia Thursday, Tuesdays and Thursday nights. So Thursday we. I had people say, are you playing Tina tonight? Are you doing Tina? I said, of course I'm doing Tina. And I did, I sprinkled, sprinkled it in because a lot of her songs are a little bit on the slower side. But I did like Simply the Best. I did her song mm-hmm. with David Bowie. I did a song with um the song from Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome because she was the villain. She was Auntie Auntie, if you know anything. Um, <laughs> and I did Proud Mary at the end, closed out the night. But the thing about it is everyone in that one was true fans. They was like, oh, you played oh, play a cut that I haven't heard in years. Or, oh, you played this cut. But they also talked about going to her performances and how she would just dance and she would sing and the passion and the fire. The energy the she energy. had, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then, like, my mom, she told me a funny story. She never tells me funny stories. And she's like, oh, yeah, I remember when I was carrying you. I was like, that was almost 40 years ago, woman. How can you remember anything? You don't know my birthday. No, my mom will forget my birthday all the time. And she was like, no. And she's like, we were at a cookout and it was the summer. And she's like, they play Proud Mary. And I said, of course it was Proud Mary. But then I think about it. And she said, you were kicking you kick so much i thought i was about to go into labor <laughs> and i but i say this because the thing about it is there's something i said i'm going to take this a slightly spiritual she said she was always ready for death 
she was always ready for her passing. She got her estate in order so her husband had, didn't have to worry about it. So her grandchildren were ready. Um, they had properties. Like, she's worth $280 million. But, mm. that, but she got everything in order. And she always said that once my life was done here, I don't know where I'm going to go. But I know I have done everything I was supposed to do in this life. Yeah. Oh, she, that's beautiful. And, yeah. So... With that being said, because she's a Sagittarius, I was very excited when I learned that fact. I learned that fact when I was like eight years old. I said, she was born two days after me. And my mom was like, not quite. Gotta look at the year, 1939. Because um, then I would be a vampire. And that means I'm like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'll stop. But no, I say all this to say, her true fans are be- look past or beyond that abuse. Her true fans is like, they remember her energy, her grace, her love, her... Her, the fact that she would speak and pour into people to be like better than who you are and don't let your past define you. Yeah, but yeah. social media wants to stick with that abuse. But I will right. say this: go ahead and stick with that abuse because do you know how many women she has helped say, you know what, I'm not going to keep doing absolutely. And men, yeah. like we have to admit, men get abused too. And a lot of men, I'm not saying you sat up here and said, listen to what's love got to do with it, but maybe you did, or maybe you listened to like simply the best and you just looked at your person your partner and you're like fuck this shit i deserve simply the best and you got out of there i don't want to fight no more i don't (laughs) whatever you take from tina she did what she was supposed to do on this earth with grace humility she found peace she has she lost children before she could before she lost children she did the unnatural thing she buried her children before her before she died and she still stood up and made sure everyone like made sure you could see the the light inside of her. Also, the Tina Broadway is amazing. Y'all should go see it. Mm. She was so impactful. I remember seeing Tiny Tunes did Tina Turner proud Mary. Babs Bunny was doing the Tina Turner was doing the Tina Turner dance. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. And she did something that I really appreciate, which I think saw this whole black woman moving out of um, America movement. She left America and said, I do not have to come back. And do you know how many black exports expats there are in a, right now? Listen, if y'all ever want to say we we moving out this country, I got a list of countries that's good for black people. We need to do it. Mm. Go ahead. We got an expat community. Let's just go. Tina, thank you for everything you've done. You Definitely have made like the world a better that. place. All right, so keeping in tune with um, music articles. Uh, so we got a double feature <laughs> on this one. All right, so um, because we were talking about, and eh, we'll start with this one first. I didn't know about this until I was scrolling the old Twitters yesterday. Mm-hmm. And to tell you the truth, the more I think about it, the more this headline, I, I see why the there was certain backlash but i'm just going to say it and then i'll let y'all go in timberland faces backlash for saying r kelly remains king of r&b despite sex crimes (laughs) (sighs) article published on hip-hop dx Timbaland has come under fire for saying that R. Kelly is still the king of R&B despite being convinced, convicted of sex crimes in multiple states. Timbo commented on Kelly's controversial legacy during an interview on the Shannon Sharps Club Shay Shay podcast where he said it was imperative to separate the art from the artist in regard to his music. 
he goes on to say, R. Kelly, R. Kelly's the king of R&B. We all know that, man. The producer said, and it's funny. I'm glad you talk about that because I have, I be having talks. Everybody jump on you when you say R. Kelly. I'm like, so we just going to ignore his, his music that he gave us that we all jam to. No, we can't do that. His art is his art. I ain't going to bash the man's art. He continued. Don't mix music up with personal Music is a feeling. It stands alone. Music is something that don't have no race. It brings people together. It don't have no drama with it. I'm sorry, Timbo. Have you not heard some of them diss tracks that people be firing back and forth at each other to the point he gets into the street? But okay. Uh, It's a place of enjoyment, a feeling. So don't bring drama into music. Leave that outside. I'm sorry, but when one rapper says something... When one rapper says something about another rapper and that rapper don't like it and then they get in the studio and then they argue on social media and now people catching like the smoke outside of restaurants. Mm. But okay. Let's stop. You know what? You know what? I want to say so Timberland needs to stop when he said still. Okay. (laughs) Because right there that was the falsehood to begin with. Bam. All right. Because, I mean, Luther Vandross is, should be, uh, God rest his soul, get, is screaming from the heavens right now. I can say this right now. You want to know who the king of R&B is? Babyface. Actually, no. no the no. king of r no, the king of R&B undisputed is Stevie Wonder. Okay, I'll give you Stevie. I will give you Stevie with Babyface running up behind number two. Oh, and here's why. I'll, yeah. The number of hits he's produced and made and sung himself. Tony Braxton, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey. Yeah. Like, Babyface has a strong catalog. Stevie Wonder's catalog is stronger. R. Kelly is the Joker of (laughs) R&B. Right. Him and Chris Brown are competing for the Jokerness, okay? Between Chris Brown trying to whoop Usher's ass for no good goddamn apparent reason except for being on a coke high, and R. Kelly doing what R. Kelly has been doing, which all of us needs to agree that that is not cool. None of it was good. All of it was bad, and his songs were real simple. And I don't know what half want a baby, sir. You half want a oh god, that song! I hate that song so much. I was singing, I was singing, girl, I want to get you pregnant earlier too. Oh, I heard it. I was looking at you like I'm about to. Oh my god, no! So if we're gonna do anything, it's Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder is the king of R and B. Babyface is running up a close second behind for the records he's produced for his longevity. Valid. But, um, for his own hits records, and he's cont- still making hit records. I can name you. Okay. And also, with that being said, when's the last time R. Kelly made a hit record? Al B. Shore is the king of R and B because that, that man right was now. singing up in the rain. Al B. Shore is the king of R and B. Listen, because you know who the real king of R and B is, Bobby Brown. Uh, listen, I, I listen. I ain't like Bobby Brown since. We, listen, I, I blame him. I, I, listen, listen. <laughs> he had a prerogative. That was it. That that, that like, everybody's hey. talking all this. Oh, all right, well, he, he, he did have one that. other song though, because the key it always had on GTA. Oh, um, um. It Every old. little step I take. That's that's not on GTA, no, but no, that's no, the no, shit though. But that's that's a new addition. Is every well, little step I was, take? Well, no, he was the only singer, though. I think on that one. 
I think maybe, but I think isn't every. By the know. way, by the way, Bruno Mars did an interpolation of. Oh no, he also had on our own. Bob Burns. How does that one go? My bad, my bad. I, I forgot every how that one goes. Is oh shoot! Every little step is sung by Bobby Brown. However, yeah, yeah. it was written by Babyface. There we go. We're full circle. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, All right, so oh, I'm a, oh, I'm a oh, love. Where I'm do a we love. put Prince? Wait. Well, Prince. Oh, ooh. Prince. But Prince was but, like see, Prince, rock, though. But funk. He's funk yeah, and rock. I yeah. think he's the king of funk. Was it? I mean, I mean, look, you had you had songs like "Let's Go," like "Let's Go Crazy," which. Where do you put that song? That, that is a you I, know that that's either rock, pop, or R and B. Yeah. The, but see, to me, Prince is gender is genre bending. Yeah, like yeah. Michael Jackson. Like, it, uh, oh yeah, I will give you that one. Yeah, and like Tina Turner, because yeah. technically, a lot of people would say Tina Turner was R and B, but I'm like, she got the title Queen of Rock and Roll. Yeah. There's, but the 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 melody and like how she sung her notes was very R and B. So Timberland, yeah. so Timberland, yeah. you can just shut up yeah, now. Pr- Prince, Prince, definitely. Prince was all over the place. Funk, R and B, rock, new wave, soul, synth pop, jazz, and even hip hop. Yeah. So yeah. Pr- so Timberland, Pr- Prince, Prince was about? a Prince was Prince. Prince was oh, <laughs> not even finished with Timberland yet. I said this one's a double feature, but yeah, uh, Prince is definitely a um is when it comes to talent he's a beast and i think he can jump just about in almost any category right um right right. some more than others i'll say that Mm -hmm. but um also i was joking about the i'll be sure because if you you, (laughs) i know you know you know know me i don't care about the the only one i would have wanted to throw in the hat and i can't even throw in the hat would be d'angelo only because the man well, actually, hold on, because he, he didn't he have some shit with him, too? D'Angelo and Jaheen both have possibly some other issues. So we going to leave that. Yeah. One so, last yeah. thing, though. I, that always reminds me of um, when, when Eminem did that freestyle on the Wake Up Show. And I forgot what he rhymes with. He's like, stop, I can't take no more. Coming together like an eyebrow and I'll be sure. <laughs> Yo. I will I that will dope. I will say though mm-hmm. when it comes to R and B for me, you know, I'm more like I'm I'm more like where the the, the queens are at. Yeah. Like I that that's that's who I listen to when it comes to R and B. Cause dudes ain't listen, I'm sorry, but all the dudes ain't do nothing but get you fucked up. You be mm-hmm. hearing them damn songs and you're like, Yeah, I'm gonna go do that shit and then it don't work out the way you thought it was gonna work out. So I have two weird things to say. I bought you roses. Damn it! <laughs> but you, you you wasn't you wasn't feeling that. That's all right. Like I ain't stand out there for two hours waiting for that store to open and get you them flowers. And what happened? What happened? What happened? You break my heart in five million pieces. You cold hearted, cold hearted ragamuffin. <laughs> but it's okay. I said I was going to be okay. And when you asked me for ten dollars. Ten dollars. You had the nerve to break my heart to ask me for ten dollars. I'm getting and I gave you that ten to your shit. You <laughs> she's coming. She. I meant to tell me you, she's no actually way. going to be in Baltimore. Like Erica Badu is actually coming to. I think it's Baltimore. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to say there, the TikToks out there are saying or says I don't care what they say. You the Queen Army. What? You want to? 
I mean, I'm not. This is your house, and I know how you feel about fighting words in your house. <laughs> oh, excuse me. But however, I, I, I'm not. All right, all right, you all right, listen. But anyway, to so there's this. I know. Listen, listen. Oh, fine, fine. I'll just say Beyonce. There you go. What? Well, I know oh you was about God. to fight me over, but I'm saying. I'm not. No, listen. Oh my God, listen. my food almost just came back up. Whoa. All right, now, so hold see, up. Now, okay, now so all right. Can, now hold up. All right, all jokes Beyonce, aside, because I really don't. We don't really want no smoke. Beyonce from the is the queen of R and B pop. I, I would give her R and B pop. I would. I would. I said. I think R and B pop. I would say SZA may be a princess or an enchantress of R and B. You're gonna let me stand, all right? But You're gonna let me stand and be at the concert with my scissors shirt all across the body, body paint too, and I'm gonna be up in there. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I want you there. I want you there. But like, think about it. When you think scissor, her music enchants you. Her music gets you into this like state of like, oh gosh. What's yeah. that scissor? What's that scissor? Stop all the interlopers. Yes, ma'am. Oh, no. um, <laughs> let me. So stop. okay. So what? That's- there's been this thing on TikTok where they talk about how toxic R&B music is. Like when you listen to it, it's the gaslighting, it's the lying, it's like the the pressuring. That was the one thing. And two, one thing I've noticed: um, a lot of men that listen to R&B, y'all be listening to it. Like, let me refer, let me pause for the cause. A lot of men that like R&B who only have men on their playlist, I question you, and I wonder if you're misogynistic. There, I said it. You know who I'm who I'm sad for? Life Jennings. Yeah. Yeah, cause like that that story that come up because he was on Apollo, killed it. Yeah. Then he bought that album out, but then you just like so that, look, that was to me. That's the kind of R and B I like. That was that real shit. Yeah. Oh. So look, I have the majority of the R and B singers on my on my title list are male. Okay. Uh, but I don't like I don't have many of them, but most of them ju- are just come from boys to men. Okay, but see, like I mean, okay, so am that, I misogynistic? I'm not saying you're misogynistic, but you may have misogynistic qualities. I mean, I try and balance that, it out. It's gonna be the king of R&B in a couple years. Just get at me. <laughs> I mean, go listen to that episode on audio, man. Damn. By the way, by the way, we're not talking about you, Alicia. You and me, we know what we have. What happened to her? And that will no, nothing happened. Yeah, he, to her. yeah, you know, he coughed on her. I don't think I ain't missed that. Yeah, he watched <laughs> that heard. to Alicia. Yeah, oh, listen, Lord. you never, you never leave a good thing. He yeah. went right. He, I think she, I think she might be trending lately for something. I gotta look her. Oh yeah, she's in the color purple. Hey. And Alicia Keys should be trending because of Queen Charlotte. Okay, because she did the um, she helped redo the score for no one. Little Mermaid, by the way, was good. Shit. Oh my god, I saw it on the, on Wednesday with um all the friend group. I was okay. So one, I would like to formally <laughs> we never get to this other article. I'm I, can so see that I would like to one, I would like to formally apologize to my friends. I had a really rough day at work. That is no excuse. I came in, I tripped over a little kid's leg. I barely said hi to my friends, and I had a stank attitude, and I was hungry, and I had a headache. With that being said, I'm really sorry for that. But Little Mermaid was, for me, it was a 7 out of 10. The only reason I said 7 out of 10, there were some things I was like, what's going on? What happened? What? No. But I honestly, it's 8 out of 10. It was amazing. Go see it. Go take your children. Have fun. Sing along. Hit, cry when she hits that high note. 
cry when the, like the moments happen. There's a song in there that I don't like anymore, and I'm fine with it because it was a I brand w- new song. I was about to say the only negative thing, like everybody I've heard the movie reviewers love it. The only negative they took away were some of the new songs didn't hit. It was didn't just hit one, right. One new song it irritated me. Scuttlebutt. Yeah. I'm hearing that. But you know what's sad? I thought that joint was a bop. But I found out who it was written by. I'm okay with who it was written by. And I'm like, who, I get well, it. Well, it's actually who it was performed by. Because written by, it was actually one of the producers for the show. Yeah. And but performed by, it was Aquafina. As everyone has told me, I need to get over it. That because, you know, I'm just being hateful to somebody. But I'm like, I'm not. I'm like... She literally uh, anyway. I think we even talked about it, and I don't live. You know, <laughs> but yeah, I right. get you. Yeah, but uh, anyway, yeah, I love the movie. I have a poster. Mm-hmm. I want to give it to my my little. I don't know where she is. Oh yeah, y'all, y'all ready for this other? Uh, oh, and the also, they made future. Prince Eric age appropriate. That's all I'm saying. Because in the mo- in the animated movie, Homeboy was thirty plus years old, and she's like 14, 15 years old, and nobody had an issue with it. I had an issue with it. And then here, my mom is Christine. Why are you being so? Why are you asking so many questions? I'm like, but he's thirty. She, he's not thirty. He's in his. He's hey, like, how's it going, Chris Hansen? What are you doing here? Yes, yes. But in, <laughs> the, in in this live action movie, Prince Eric is age appropriate to Ariel, and I love it. Thank you for listening to us <laughs> and making it less creepy. Okay, next story. So keeping keeping with the hot takes. All right, let me see. That baby face is the real king of R and B. Okay, <laughs> like and listen, I'm, I'm not. I'm, Stevie Wonder is the emperor. Uh, is the emperor of R and B? Okay, oh, okay. All right, all right. Yeah, like I, I like how y'all are like really holding on to that. <laughs> we gotta change the narrative. Uh, okay, because uh, these jokers don't deserve to shine. I, okay, Stevie said, "Love's in need of love today." Boom. All right, well. Don't delay. Send yours in right away. Come on now. That doesn't even sound misogynistic or hurtful. Yeah. Your boy um, thinks that uh, AI is the next wave for music. Keeping keeping in tune with Timbaland. Who we talking about? Who we talking about? Young Guru calls out Timbaland over AI music plans, saying this is dangerous and corny. Young Guru called out Timbaland over his dangerous and corny AI plans uh, plans for AI music. During an interview with Forbes earlier this week, Timbo, now mind you, just so y'all know, this was an article from the 19th. During an interview with Forbes earlier this week, Timbo revealed plans to launch a startup that would commercialize artificial intelligence software with the goal of revolutionizing how songs are made. He said, it's going to be uh, really be a new way of creating and a new way of generating money with less cost. He said, I'm already here. This is what I'm doing. I'm going to lead the way. The software was developed by Light Energy Labs, a Miami based company he co-founded last year with software programmer and producer Zayed, creator guard Portilio. Timberland believes that believes AI voice filters will open up an unprecedented world of creativity and music and hopes his startup will usher in a new era. He added that aside from helping emergent artists, the software could also benefit established ones, meaning a producer could use the voice of a music legend who is no longer with us. But Young Guru doesn't share Timbaland's enthusiasm. Jay-Z's longtime engineer took to Instagram stories on Thursday, May 18th, to criticize the producer's AI plans. Timbaland, I love you, my brother. You know I do. But this ain't it, he wrote. 
This is dangerous, and at the basic level, it's corny. I will be on both sides of the Ludonites. Um, I got to tell you. There's so much. Just... Now, mind you, and also, Young Guru has been highly critical of AI technology. After a fake Kendrick Lamar song surfaced online in February, Guru explained why he was so against it. He's like, this has dominated my Howard group chat for a couple of days. Okay, I'm at a point where I can voice my concerns with our current state of AI, he wrote on Instagram. I have followed as many versions of what AI could do for some years now. I remember being at MIT and students showing me a project where they were actively feeding the computer all jazz, all the jazz records that ever existed so that AI can analyze and create music in any style of any musician. He continued, I didn't think we would get here this fast with voice. Of course, my mind goes to the ethical and legal aspects of what could be done with programs like Tacotron 2. You add that uh, to the power of ChatGPT, and you realize we are in a very groundbreaking but dangerous moment. It's not the tech, it's the evil that men do with the tech. So, so, so here's my thoughts on it. Cause I think back to when, to when sampling first, first came out. And when, and when it first came out, it was like, oh, you're just taking somebody else's work. But then we had people like, uh, Havoc, you know, people like Q Tip, mm-hmm. people like Riza, mm-hmm. who extrapolated elements from songs and they turned it into something different yes meaning that there was still you still made art yes from it yeah if ai if if people do the same thing if if it's possible to do the same thing with ai then i can so i can support it I can, finish, I'm sorry. sorry. I can support it. If people do the same thing with AI, then I think it's possible. However, what we've seen so far is basically it not being anything it is basically just other people singing. Right. You know, and so there's so much unknown. So we need to understand more what it is and what the potential is. It has the potential to probably create some great music, but but we don't know what type. We don't know what how how that's built. Right. You know? You know, that reminds me I, of the Star Trek episode, but go ahead. There's an anime called Curl and Tuesday that actually oh, talks about one. this very it, it actually it actually takes this very scenario you have a duo that writes their own songs Mm -hmm. they play their own music and they're looking to really get their their sound out there and you know um their competition or just you know peers i would say are doing different things one in particular you know ai basically creates the songs that she sings Mm -hmm. and you see this difference where you have this duo who's like you know we write our own songs and we perform them versus this person who is like well computer's basically telling me 
what song I should say because this is going to be a chart topper. So I need to go with the song. Yeah. And the thing that worries me when it comes to music, especially uh, when we're looking at artists right now who are really trying to get out there because that's the climate. If you're looking at the, the at music as a whole, you see there are artists who are making it, whether they got big off of social media content or they happen to be at the right place at the right time, or they were building organically and have been doing it for years. Mm-hmm. And finally their work is really paying off. So if there's something that's going to help automate things for them, that makes it easier, like promoting and all that, right. that part I'm with. Also artists have been actually using AI. So what Timbaland is, is doing to me, it's like, okay, this is when it's getting on hand. I feel like if somebody wanted to really help artists and use AI to do it, it would be creating a tool that's going to help an artist who has no idea how to market their music, has zero idea on how to, you know, really get it distributed other than, you know, digitally and needs help in that department and like hey give me point to point strategies I feel that would be good if you're making an actual tool that's really going to help because that's the one thing is information and that's where it all starts because the artist can do a lot with a very small budget but having information helps but see when we start talking about AI literally changing the way that artists create music Mm-hmm. You know, this is when we get into that da- dangerous territory, because when you start talking about saving cost, mm-hmm. that's a really thin road, because on one hand, you're like, well, save costs. OK, so, yeah, the person who's like, well, I want a Drake feature. Right. You know, now can be like, well, shit, I can get a Drake feature. And they may be saving costs on that until Drake's management and Drake himself decides to sue. Now we yeah. got a problem. Or you create this technology and the buy-in for artists to use it is way more than their budget can actually afford. Because Timbaland launches, let's say he launches this app, you're going to need to pay some premium prices for whatever is designed. And like Rob is saying, there's so many unknown variables with this. So I'm with Young Guru. Like I hate, I, I personally, and just for full transparency, I'm against AI because AI takes out the human element. Mm-hmm. As you know, for creators, people who spent time actually building the skills they have, I look at AI like I look at software. If it is not helping you to take the skill that you've already built yourself and improve on it, there's a problem. We've been using software for ages now. So it's nothing new to see something come out. The only difference is now that software is able to automate things a lot better. Like if they were saying, well, you know what? We now are going to give you a program, Photoshop, that is like, hey, put this picture in, and now we're going to completely take and fix it for you. There's features in there you can click a button, and it will go ahead and automatically fix it up, right. do some default. Now, with the knowledge that you have, you can probably do a lot more and better yourself. Fast forward with AI. AI is like, tell me what you want. Okay, now I can literally go ahead and do this without you really have to, and I can communicate back and forth. Hey, how's this look? More than that, it's been, like, I've already seen, it's been proven AI can take your speech, 
your actual sound that you make and extrapolate from that mm-hmm. other sounds which you didn't even say. So, like, what I'm saying right now, it, it, it can take all that and then have enough to synthesize your voice. Yeah. You know? What is... But, yeah, it's like, I, I don't want to completely abandon AI, but like you said, it is scary. I do think there is some room for it. Yeah. But we need to, you know, again, it's 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 how we use it. Yeah. You know, and, and and to Guru's point, it's it's it comes down to the people, you know. So like, I definitely don't want to knock it, but I'm very I'm very weary of it. Um, but you know what? Hopefully, AI can help Flowrider, who's or ordered to cough up eye watering child support sum for his autistic son. Uh, reported yesterday, Flowrider has been embroiled in a bitter battle with his ex over child support payments for the young son for quite some time and he's now been ordered to hand over a substantial sum on thursday may 25th insider reported that the new york judge ordered the my house rapper to cough up monthly and annual payments totaling five hundred thousand dollars to alexis adams the mother of his son uh zohar dillard who has been diagnosed with autism and a brain condition hydrocephalus thank you because <laughs> i know you know i saw that word and it was just like whoa the order which was issued by family court judge uh shira Azman, made clear that the rapper must pay fourteen thousand dollars a month for child support plus more than two th- uh gosh twenty two hundred a month for health insurance and set up an escrow account for three hundred thousand dollars for his son's care. What's more, Flo Rider was ordered to pay Adams $188,000 immediately, Damn. which would be used to cover Zohar's, Zohar's school and other costs. Though neither Flo Rider nor Adams issued a statement after a judge's ruling, Adams' attorney, Adams, Adams' attorney, did speak to Insider. She's grateful for the court and that it's over, he said. How did they come up with these numbers? Um. Shh. Pretty much, they take the average of what you have made over the past two years, of from, from once the baby was born, and then they calculate the what will be have what the mother would be able to um, contribute to it, and then after that, if there's a baby with special needs, you have to make you have to make the lifestyle of the other parents similar to your lifestyle. The lifestyle, yeah. So because he's a millionaire, and he makes, let's say, he brings in, let's just say twenty thousand a month. Or let, let's say fifty thousand a month, okay? Um, if he was to have the baby, the baby is living a certain lifestyle, or the child is living a certain lifestyle when he's with the father, right? And it goes back to the mother, and the mother makes a standard eighty thousand a year, so that's like what uh, twelve hundred, thirteen hundred um per check, or like you know twenty six hundred a month. You have to bring it up to that level so the child's lifestyle can be similar with both parents. So honestly, I don't feel that's entirely right. Like, first and foremost, let me say, you know, father should, it shouldn't even be this case to begin with, because you should be doing what you need to do anyway, to will, take care of responsibilities. I, I will, I will say, because there is more to this, uh, to this article. If y'all want to read it, it's on Hip Hop DX. Yeah. Because um, he doesn't want to take care of the baby. Yeah. But, uh, right. He, so he, that's the he, problem. He, yeah. He, and he, because I was saying there was a part where he thought it was, uh, um, that, 
um, the child's mother was going for a cash grab. Um, but my thing about this is that, like, when she hit that with that paternity test, that that was a one and done right there. Like, look, bro, this is this is you, you know. Like, do we um, need fourteen? Like, do we need fourteen thousand dollars? Like, why does it have? Like, why does it have to match the lifestyle? I'm not saying. Look, look, look. The child should have top care, should have top benefits, but it's like. You, really? Do you th- we need that much? Twenty two hundred for well, for help for benefits for healthcare benefits? Yeah, because here's the thing: when you okay, so let's the mom has a kid, right? This kid has special needs. Her health. Insurance, oh, I didn't think about the special needs. Okay, yeah. So her health insurance already. So if like your typical health insurance takes out a hundred dollars pre tax, right? Yeah. With a kid, it takes out two hundred dollars. Okay, and with a kid with special needs, because you have to put them in special schooling, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't come out your health insurance. So you might have an FSA, so that takes out more money. Okay, so instead of you bringing home, which you would typically bring home, like I said, thirteen hundred every two weeks or twenty six hundred a month, you may only bring home two thousand a month, and then that's not on top of the daycare cost. Which daycare between split between two parents might be reasonable. It might be eight hundred, eight hundred, right? Well, there's just me. And typically what the courts do is saying, well, moms, because they are primary custodian caregivers, have to put up more money up front to make sure children are able to do the things they do. So a lot of times men hate child support because it is a true look when, when you get up, when you get a judge who's not being biased. And when you really give all your financial statements to the courts, it is a true look of how much it costs to raise a child. So what the judge will then do is say, Okay, because Flo Rida is a millionaire, right? Well, because you're a millionaire, it is kind of expected for you, since you didn't want to use a condom and you didn't want to use birth control. Well, the birth control is on the mom or some form of birth control to prevent this. Or you didn't want to pay for the abortion, which we don't know. Um, I think he did offer to pay and she didn't want it. So that's a whole other story. Right. Um, you, we have to, if under the guise of if you was to have your child um, half of the time, what would be the amount you will pay to sustain your child in your care? And then they do that type of math. Now, a lot of times people say, no, judges don't do all of that. No, they don't. Sometimes they don't. They just base it off of whatever the financial records are and have someone do the math for them. Sometimes in a right world. Other times judges be making up some wild ass numbers and just doing whatever the fuck they want. Again, it all depends on the judge and how it's raised. But when you do the math, that's how they come up with it. So, like, a lot of times I hear a lot of men and, and women say, well, no, men shouldn't have to do all of this. This, you know, she's just going to have to sacrifice. No, as far as I'm concerned, it takes two of us to do this. If you didn't want the child, we should we should not have been doing this. I'm not playing the game of birth control or abortion. If you didn't want a child, we shouldn't have been fucking. Point blank, period. And if you knew this was something you didn't want, you should have properly properly give up your parental rights and that's where i think flow rider messed up he did not properly give over his parental rights which is he would have to abandon his child and say i do not have no legal rights and she would have had to sign that document which she probably didn't so yeah it sounds like a lot it is a lot but at the same time like the way the judge sees it is you make enough money to support two to three people on your paycheck he just gave up his parental rights no this he actually um, had an eighty-two million dollars settlement that he got from Celsius Energy Drink. I remember that. So that count, that judge, added that, in that, that, that judge was not playing with him when it came to you know factoring everything. And uh, you know, when we hear about you know we hear about you know child support and 
I was about to knock it over. Sorry. You know, um, and you know, having to go to you know go to court and everything. You're right. It can you can get hit with some shit. You know, um, the best I can say is like you getting you doing the hot yoga. This is what comes with it. You know, like I, I, I say the weirdest thing. But I, and honestly, the acceptiveness, I think, if we put putting that is honestly, because like you said, you knew what it was. So now you're responsible for this life that you don't want to put energy into caring for pain and suffering. And so at this point, it's like, you know what? It's not just a, you know what? Not only are we going to you know, factor in how much it's going to cost to raise a child. Mm-hmm. It's also the extra thing of if you was doing the right thing, probably wouldn't even be here. Here's the thing. The, the craziest thing that I always remember, and I remember this because I've seen people I know go through child support, see my mother deal with child support, and people always make it seem like they're the bad guy. It, no, raising a mini human is expensive. But one thing I, is like when you do the right thing and doing the right thing, is not like, oh, I got a little bit of extra money. Here's a mm-hmm. hundred extra dollars. No, stop doing that. Like when you do the right thing, you put that stuff in. Like I'm putting, sending you money to your PayPal with a note saying this is for child support to help you with X, Y, Z. Sending something over from Zell with a note. This is for to help with um, young being, Billy. Being active. Being yeah. Active and making sure they're good. Yeah, you send those type of notes. You go and pick up your child. When you do stuff like that, the court will always reduce your payments yeah. because what the court will say is you're actively doing this, and by doing gonna, that, we're we, not going to punish you. Right, right. right but so right. many people want to do it under the table. Don't put me on child support. Like put it. I don't like the idea of putting a man on child support, but I understand why it needs to be done mm-hmm. because I have seen men, and this is the other part that people irk me with, and they're like, no, she just needs to get up and go get a job, or no, she shouldn't have done that. I've seen men take lay- um, lower-paying jobs to get out of their child support benefits. Oh, God. How the hell you put go for making $100,000 a year doing whatever you were doing, and then you take a job making $45,000 a year just so you only had to pay two fifty a month or $125 a month? That's you're literally neglecting your child for what reason? Because when you were making a hundred thousand, the courts deemed that you could give up six hundred dollars a month. And one hundred twenty-five ain't shit. Ain't. Like what they get? That like that's why the courts be going hard because right. like, but you paying you paying two hundred fifty a month. Mate, Come on, they do. It's all and I mean you know yeah. at the end of the day, and like and I and I and I also you know I get that how child support sometimes is used. As a form of punishment, yeah. being petty, yeah. like I, I get that. Like, let's like that let's, doesn't let's escape not, yeah. us. Like, there are some people that just honestly be using the system just to get at somebody who really was trying to do the best. Right. I actually, and, yeah. I met a guy that he was taking care of a child. Yeah, found out the child wasn't his. Right, and he had been doing. He was he had been in this child's life for a hot minute. Right, but then the person that he was with decided to be petty. Right, and was like, yeah, the child's not even yours. Right. But he wasn't, and he wasn't. He was doing everything actively. So he basically took two shots there: one, finding out child's not even his; two, thinking of all the times he was thinking he's doing the right thing and putting money up, right? You know. And so when you have that, especially when people see stories like that all the time, right? Even in the case where somebody needs to be put on child support, the idea is already, nah, that shit, that's just used to set up, blah, 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 right. blah. So then that one person who's never had to deal with it, hearing that and having that kind of perspective already is going to go in guard up already. Like, right. nah. And- it's, it, it's, 
it's like a shame that it's even needed to begin with because honestly if everything is going right you should be able you know like if you get a divorce or whatever you should be able to say you know what this child is important, so let's work together right. to make sure that the, that the child is taken care of, right. even if we're not living in the same yeah. in like in, in in like the same house. Right, but that's the most. I hate to say this, but the one thing I have learned from all this wonderful training they make you take: human emotions don't make logical sense. And as long as humans do not know how to say, take take a step back and say, "Well, well this is what's the good for for yeah. this many human," you always get the. Either the get back or the non get back. Yeah, and I will, and also like it's both sides of the fence. Like I've seen women be petty, and I'm like, okay, this is petty. Stop this BS. I've seen men be petty, and I'm like, I am irked by men being petty because I'm like, here's the thing: you're not stigmatized as hard as a woman being stigmatized by having a child. With that being said, Flo Rida could have gotten out of all of this if he would have gave her a settlement. Like if he had a good lawyer, would have calculated that out in a private settlement, and also give up his parental rights. So if she would have spent that money he gave her in the in private with a lawyer and a negotiator he could have got out of all this but because his ass was like I ain't taking damn that child I'm gonna give you and she yeah. went and did this yeah. with that 82 million well I'm very sorry sir you need to make some more party hits nobody yeah yeah nobody feels sorry yeah cause I keep hearing the same damn one all the damn <laughs> something something no that's Pitbull never mind yeah like he been telling everybody he's like his my house for like well, long low, low, time. Low, yeah low, yeah Mm-mm. Like, come on, my dude. That's sad, Rob. You had stuff that you wanted to put out there. Some thoughts. Um, am I the only one that doesn't like Pat Sajak? That's <laughs> that is a new one. <laughs> That's random. But sometimes he is a dick. Like Pat Sajak. I mean, for years now, and maybe it's because I don't like Wheel of Force. For years now, I just never. I never liked it. I never thought he was funny. He had that one. He he had the Pat Sajak show back in the 90s, which lasted like a season or two. And then it got canceled. But then he's like, like I just feel like he like knocks his his uh, his uh, contestants, too. He does. Like, I remember I was watching like. I watch Jeopardy, and then as soon as Wheel of Fortune comes on, I change the channel. But some every now and then, I'll leave it on because I just forget. And I remember was one person was like, uh, "What did she say? She said she said her name, and uh, she was given some sort of history lesson about Ooh. Egypt. And uh, what? If, oh, yeah, like the first. I think she said some sort of." Uh, some sort of confectionery food item originated in Egypt. Okay, she said. You know, which was like, oh, that was a cool fact. And then Pat Sajak is going to be like, well, I don't know if that's a fact. Really? <laughs> really? Why would it, why would she say that if it's not? You know what I mean? Oh my gosh! I want your job, Pat. These micro, yeah, it's like. <laughs> I don't know these micro these micro things from him. It, it just it just always bothered me. It just always bothered me. No, but he's always had weird little micro aggressions. Like yes, like the whole um that I don't remember that episode, but I remember another one where the person was so excited 
And like, oh my God, I love you, Pat. And he's like, all right, all right, all right. And he just did it like that. And he moved on. And I was like, <laughs> this person is screaming how excited they are to meet Pat Sajak. And he just, ah. And it's like, I think the difference between um, Pat Sajak and Alex Trebek, because I do not watch the new Jeopardy. I'm sorry. I know oh, I should. Oh, Alex, God rest his soul. He, you know, he rubbed me the wrong way, too. But he had a certain grace about it. Like, he was smug, but, like, everyone's always said he would say, you know, good job or just be kind of courteous. He... Somebody came on and was like, "Yeah, I'm into I'm into like video games and anime or oh. something." And then he was like, "Oh, so you're a loser?" Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I I think we even talked about that on the pod at one point. And yeah. I think I I think I vehemently was like, "Yeah, fuck him." Yeah, uh, got for again, that. again, again. Rest in peace, Alex yeah. Trebek. But yeah. yeah. That was a. Oh yeah, no, was no! Naked. I think you know what? I don't think it was him. I was mad at. It was somebody else. I don't think it was him. It was a different host who was saying that. Yeah, I think he was making fun about people on like that would be on Twitch and shit like that. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, uh, yeah. And you're right. My 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 bad. That came out. <laughs> that came out vitriol. So I, I oh. take that back. But yeah, that that was a jerkish thing to say. Oh, oh, and um, another thing. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need my people out there to uh stop ruining. To stop ruining. Excuse me. I have never heard anybody make saying the word uh, the, the phrase "excuse me" disrespectful in my life. But you taught me you could. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Exactly. But no. Like when I was in college, like I remember. I remember I dropped something and was going to pick it up and I was in somebody's way and like I thought they wanted to fight me because it was like excuse me like mm. hold on oh you, you need you need to slow your roll pal like I was picking up something I'm sorry I'm I'm sorry I took up 0.5 seconds of your life but you didn't need to say excuse me like that okay not at all and really you should say pardon me. Pardon me is a lot better anyway. That is true. That, ha- that has a little sense of pardon me. Yeah. 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 It's got some regalness to it. No, you know what I mean? But pardon me. I think that you're just not quite <laughs> what I'm looking for at the moment. Right. Pardon me, but shut your bitch ass up. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Oh, gosh. Can you imagine saying that to somebody and then, like, they just don't know if they should hit you or if they're like, did they just... Did they insult me? Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it goes to show you, you can say anything you want. And I said this a long time ago on the podcast. You can say anything you want, but if you say it in a certain way, people don't get offended. They don't. You know what I mean? It's just like whenever you say uh, 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 no offense, you're about to say something offensive. Guaranteed. You know? Yep. The best example I can get, well, the the best example of saying something nice actually comes from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Remember when he was in the diner? Yes. And they wanted to be seated. And then he pulled that, you know, and then he made it seem like, you know, you know, the police, he called the police or something like that. And then after they, you know, get their seat and he's like. Oh, you know, I, you know, I'm sorry for that. I'm, I, I thank you for your understanding. And he's like, "Don't mention it. It's understanding that helps people like us tolerate a person like yourself." Oh, shit. <laughs> oh gosh. And, to which he could only say, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> 
but yeah, that um, let's see. Did I have anything? I already talked about. I already talked about uh, pyramid consulting. Oh yeah, and stop using the same meme, sir. You know who you are, okay? It's been years now. I warned you the first time. You need to start. Please, please switch it up. Uh oh. He uses the same meme from you know the Heisenberg meme. You're goddamn right for everything. It doesn't matter what the person says. You're goddamn. Right. Stop it. Stop it. Like you, I you, come on, know that. <laughs> so I've huh? seen it. Oh, oh he's a friend from college. No, I was saying I think I seen one of your posts, and I think I, yeah, yeah, yeah he, like oh god, like his brain, his brain can't generate another one. You're goddamn right. Stop. Oh. I mean, but some memes are just iconic, like the the Birdman hand from meme. That come on now, that is when you see it, you know what's about to go down. Yeah, buddy. Okay, I'll stop. Um, um, yeah, that's all I had. Okay. Uh, only other thing I had was um, is wearing is, and you know it's funny because you don't enforce it anymore. How how do you how how does everybody feel about about wearing shoes in the house? Um. I may not I may not enforce it, but I'm I may not enforce it right now. But best believe that's probably going to change later this year. Bigger space and mortgage. Um, so right now I'm like, yeah, well, fuck it. I'm not worried about it. Why am I caring about the rental company's fools when they can't do what I need them to do? So that's where my energy's been. But I think when you enter a house, um, I understand if somebody's like. You know, take your shoes off because one, you tracking in, you know, the outside. Oh gosh, sounding like that. We got a podcast about that too. Um, <laughs> when you bring in the outside, but like I get it when you want to, you know, keep your your rugs clean and all that, and your floors, you know, free of scuffs. Mm-hmm. So I understand if somebody is like, yeah, no shoes, you know, you know, be comfortable. You know, you get home, kick off your shoes, right? So I get it. Shoes and relax your feet. Yeah. Party on down the scale. What if you enforce what did I did I get that right? I might have butchered that line, but all right, cool. What if you enforce the person to uh to put on slippers? Okay. 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 Just make sure you ask my size first, because I'm not wearing no janky slippers. I'm gonna be in socks if, if the slippers ain't fitting. Well, they're you, you know they're like a they're like a universal a universal Uh-oh. slipper. I mean, one size okay. fits all. Okay, generally, I'm with that. You're okay with that? Yeah. Not gonna lie, when I get my own place, yeah, it's, it's gonna be a no shoes household. Like I'm okay. Like I'm okay with 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 no shoes. But I gotta put on I gotta put on slippers now. Mm-hmm. I don't, like yeah, I don't want to see your nasty ass toes. Not saying your toes are nasty. I mean, you know, the, you know, not anymore. I, I mean, you know. what if you have holes in your socks? Um. Oh, oh, you were saying in general, not directed at me. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. all right, never mind then. Yeah, yeah. 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 Or oh, like you know, I'm, no I, offense, some I'm, people be wearing socks three or four days in a row, whew. and like the corn, the corn chip for smell. Like, why hot. do I smell Fritos? No one has a bag of Fritos open. Oh, you mean hot buttered dirt? 
Oh, buddy. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, why can't you smell like nacho cheese chips that are stale and crusty? For the record, I have thrown out most of the socks that I've had holes in them. You should. It's bad luck. It is? Yeah, having clothes with holes in it is not good for your, like, energy. And it can, like, mess with your money and um also, like, your other things about you. Oh, I see. Yeah, like, when you keep things that, like, you can no longer fit, it means that you're not willing to grow. When you keep things with holes in it and that you don't repair, it means you're allowing for that to, like, energy to seep out. And especially if you have, like, holes in your pocket, that's not a good thing. That. I- I have a question. Go what about it. the high school the high school t-shirt that's tattered up into rags that I keep around for the sentimental value but that it had the, you know, cuz it, it like it like has the Tasmanian devil on it which I thought was cool and it's from my history. So I I I, I can still keep that, right? You should I mean, yeah, because you don't ever put it on. You just have it to look at. Y- yeah. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, oh. Yeah. okay. I don't I don't I don't really wear it. You know, moving moving forward, what else do you have on your list? Um, I had a, um, so I have, if you can make sense out of this dream, okay, I will be truly impressed because I don't even remember dreaming it Oh wow! now after I wrote it. So <sighs> are you ready for this one? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> and mind you, again, I always give this disclaimer that. What I read is just what I wrote literally after I woke up. So that's how it's written. All right. Um, All right. Dream Norm from Cheers was friends with my sister. As a prank, he came inside mom's house and shot up her bedroom with a water hose. Okay. That's all I got. Why am I thinking of... So, first of all, for our younger uh, listeners, Norm was a character from a sitcom in a bar called Cheers where he would come in and say, good afternoon, everybody, and everybody would go, Norm, because, you know, you know, you know, he was like the regular. So that's who we are talking about. Um, but, yeah, so I know part of this because my sister recently moved in with my mom again right so i know that part but why does why does norm have a water shoot shooting a water hose at the bedroom we're not gonna worry about norm norm is just a point of contact it is something that you felt familiar with i'm not saying he was your favorite person from cheers it's just a a normalcy point of view okay like okay. it's like um, how I, I dreamt about Michael B. Jordan in a dream once, and Michael B. Jordan wasn't the focal point; he was just delivering the like message. a placeholder. Yeah. Okay. So, I think the fact that oh wow, well oh, okay, um, I did look up water in dreams real quick to make sure I remember this correctly. So, can I ask you a question emotionally? Do not. I want. It's, I'm going to try to answer all yes and no questions. Since your your sister, what? Uh, I don't know. Well, I just. Oh, you did. 
<laughs> Listen, yeah, the cat's me, out of and the I'm up here trying to mute your mics right quick, and then I realized my mic was still on. Still picking y'all up. <laughs> no, so I, I don't know. You know what? I get, I'm going back to typing. Okay, I know. I don't want to put stuff out there that's not. You know. So Understood. you know. I think that the fact that some recent events have taken place, um, you may, have you felt a small bit of relief that there is another person in that. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um. With that being said, all right. I don't know what your relationship with is with Cheers. Like I said, I think that's just the focal point. I think it was just whatever your dream grabbed on to is like, oh, we know this person, bam. And, it's, okay. and if I remember Norm correctly, because I used to get Norm and the other guy confused, Cliff, don't ask me how why you would get those two confused because they look nothing alike. But I, Well, they sat next to each other. Exactly. So, like, to me, Norm was always, like, kind of the straight man, funny guy. Cliff is the mailman. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so Norm that's was right. like the accountant. I forgot what he was. He was something. But he was like kind of a straight man, had a little bit of sleep. So I think in this one, it's like your brain is like, this is a bit of irony. But it's like a sense of relief and gratefulness knowing what I know about what's going on in your life. Okay. That's part of it. Now, what does the water represent? The water always represents something. Um, and that representation is a miracle. Or it's like for like something good is happening. The water wasn't destructive, right? Like nothing. Well, he shot up the bedroom with a water hose. What I mean destructive is like after the bedroom got shot up with the water hose, was it like, did y'all have a laugh track like <laughs> Norm? Or was it like, what the fudge, Norm? I, no, I, so, so it was a really quick, I don't even remember, like I didn't really react to any of it. It was just like, oh, that's okay i don't i don't know why he did that but (laughs) yeah so like this is where it's really this is what's weird and not weird it's like your brain was kind of saying hey though this situation is very out of the norm this is not how you would envision this happening this is a small i don't want to say miracle but a small relief to a ever-growing um not problem, but a situation that you know is going to change. In a a few difficult years. one. A yeah. difficult situation. Yeah. So it's like your brain was kind of saying, hey, I know you've been stressed out. Here's a bit of humor. But don't worry, everything is working out. Oh, okay. So, like, the, the fact that you were shocked is like, okay, again, what knowing what I know without putting people's business out there because we don't want to do that it, it it was a shock to you that this is how it played out how this part played out okay nappy by nature gosh was that a sign that's my <laughs> damn ringtone shit <laughs> i gotta go to the bathroom <laughs> oh my gosh i'm sorry i didn't finish this problem. all right oh what does that gosh. mean <laughs> oh lord i think it's, a, it's, it's time to say you know it is it has it been a minute yeah it's been a minute <laughs> oh my gosh i'm so sorry y'all that was it. oh my god i mean i was feeling it you know <laughs> as many times i played that on the show look at it look at it's making its way into the show that reminds me of when you used to have to buy ringtones back in the day remember that yeah yeah there's still the there's still like people that when i call them they'll have like a ringtone like, please listen to this music music while your party is being reached. Rain down on me. 
shoot. Yeah, you don't see too much of that anymore. I also think it's partly because everybody can make their own ringtones. So, you know. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That was back in the day when we were paying for a lot of stuff. So just like just like AI, we're going to be paying out the nose until it becomes more commonplace, too. Yeah, we'll see. By the by the way, by by the way, I I hate to be the person that says I told you so, but I told everybody out here like over a year ago to buy Nvidia. To, let's hop on the Nvidia train people. You did say that. Now that ship might have sailed. Nobody see nobody listens to me. That's not true. I was telling I was telling people to hop on the on the Nvidia train and no, yeah. and people weren't listening to me. People need to listen to Rob more sometimes 66% of the time. 66 Okay, every, 68. Every single time, okay. I'll give you 68. No, 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 no. I mean, you know. Negotiate with me. You know, I mean, how many times have I had to apologize? So, um, what? Like episode 94? I thought, no, I thought it was 97. Maybe 97. Yeah, yeah, what episode number is this? This is. I think it's 97. Nah, we are at episode 96. Oh, 96? 96. All yeah. right. Okay, so. then I have it. Um, I, I don't have it right on my notes because every time we do an episode, I, I make I make notes. No problem. <laughs> so, oh, sorry, did you have any, so did you have anything else to share about uh, about that or? Um, I'm trying to think but the, with what you gave me. Like, um, if you can remember any. If you can remember any um, any colors you saw, any specific images you saw, any any um, any feelings you felt, if you can remember any of that, I can probably dig some more insight. Okay, I mean, honestly, it was so it was so quick, but I mean, it was just the whole thing was just strange, like. It was just like why is he doing that like i didn't feel like I, I didn't feel angry or anything that like property was destroyed or anything like that like it was just more just yeah it was just more like okay uh i don't i don't know why he's doing that but you know okay whatever <laughs> that, that was it i think that apathy is from how you feel about life currently like you kind of have had a little a slightly apathetic approach due to all like again without putting everyone's business out there due to the things that you have been dealing with in general okay all right all right that makes sense yeah like the fact that it was a prank which probably was meant to make you laugh and it turned into like oh this is just annoying but then it's like a small blessing in the disguise yeah 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 if you was just well, you know what? I don't know if this will work for you, but like, if you want, like, think of something like, like I would say, like, take like something small. Like, if I see this image in my dreams, mm-hmm. then this is how I know I'm dreaming. So, like, for me, I say if I see the color yellow in my dreams, this is how I know I'm dreaming. Or I say if I see, um, 
um, this little fox talisman. I have this little fox talisman jewelry thing. If I see this in my dream, this is how I know I'm dreaming. That way, because you have a place of focus, a focal point, you can remember more of the dream. Oh, I see. But that doesn't work for everybody. I always remember I, I'm dreaming when I start to fly. But I never, I, ne- I never really fly well. I always, I'm always like riding a bike. Okay, flying is always interesting in a dream. Like, like most of the time, I'm not. It's like almost like I'm swimming up, and it's really, really hard. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I wanted to look into that a little bit deeper. Yeah, like I'm treading, kind of like I'm like treading, like uh, like. Like a stairmaster, yeah. it's kind of like a stairmaster, like 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 I'm climbing up a stairmaster. Okay. And usually, I I only get like halfway up. It's weird. It's weird. It's okay. weird. All right, well, I'm gonna have to look into the um, because I think that's something different. I think when you experience that tread and that moving up, I think yeah. that is that's something else going on in your dream state. But I don't know what it is. So. Oh, okay. Oh man. So um I didn't um I switched healthcare coverage. Oh, okay. So I'm not gonna be able to give you a copay. Okay. Until like the months the like 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 next month, okay? Okay, you know I do this whenever you need me, I'm here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. You know I'm joking, right? I know you are, I know. I'm gonna give you all copay anyway. I have switched to um, what's that Vivo or some shit? Oh, Venmo. Venmo. Oh, I don't like Venmo. I actually got a, I actually got somebody tried to hustle me on Venmo. I had him out of some money. Oh gosh, I will say like, did I? Oops, I sent this to the wrong person. Can you send it back? No, I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I'll be like, what? What did you send? I don't see nothing in my account. I also make sure, like, I stage it so money doesn't go into, like, my bank accounts. It sits in those apps. Because I'm, I hate that. Because, like, if someone sends me money from Cash App and be like, oops, I didn't mean to send it. Yeah, it's still in Cash App, bitch. And I'm real quick to, like, block you afterwards. So you don't use Cash App anymore? I think I might have told y'all, but... Thanks to my neighbor, that shit got fucked up. Oh, oh, right. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. All right, I have to. All right, all right yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of how to. I'm thinking of how to like rectify it, but it's like I might have to create a new account. But then when I try to create a new account, they may want the phone number. They may see the phone number, and then they may be like, "No," so they might need to have a different number. Stupid shit like that. Well, just let me know. PayPal and Ben. I can do. I don't do Venmo much, but I can do PayPal. Okay. I'll say this. Hold on to it because I got a situation with PayPal that I'm taking care of right now. Oh, no. <laughs> listen, listen, stuff is just ugh, stuff and mess right now. <laughs> so, oh, wait, hold yeah. on. Is that it? Is that it? But, uh, you know what's funny? I think PayPal, because PayPal is Venmo is owned by PayPal. Yeah. So I think technically you can use PayPal and probably send it to somebody's Venmo. I could be wrong, but that might I be think a thing. So. What which um I need your uh your uh tag or whatever at I don't have Cash App anymore. No, I'm on Venmo. Oh. Yeah. I'll uh deal with that after the show. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it. Uh let's see. Da, da, da. 
but yeah, if nobody else says anything, um, it, can I hit the people? Is it time to hit the people with something? Yeah, hit them with goodness. So, I feel like I'm. I feel like I've been repeating stuff now. <laughs> I don't like to say the same things every single time. Um, but I, I guess I'm kind of saying it to myself. It's really important. It's really important to define success for yourself and not by what society deems it. Especially if you're a person that has had success maybe later on in life or, you know, you're over your 20s or 30s and everybody has told you you need to achieve certain things at a certain time. Don't listen to that. Don't listen to any of that. The important thing is your quality of life. You know, a lot of people say, oh, life is short. No, life can be long, too. It all depends on what you're doing and your quality of life. So just make sure that if you're not in a place that you want to be right now, it's not it's never too late. It's never too late to, you know, change things or, you know, make things better. And as long as you're doing that, as long as you're putting the right things in place, to me, you are that success. You can be that success now. You don't have to wait for somebody to, you know, plant a, a, a wand on you or knight you into into being a success, okay? That's not how it works. It starts from the inside out. It starts from how you feel, your perspective on life. That is what gives you, that that, that is where your true values should be because we should all have respect for ourselves and love ourselves. And if we do that and if we're putting, if, if we're doing what we need to do for the future, that future is now. Because you are that person. So own the person that you see in the future because your mindset is already there. Therefore, in my in my mind, and hopefully yours too, you are a success. And you don't need anybody else to make that judgment for you or what society says you should have. Because there's plenty of people that have millions of dollars that are miserable, and there's a person that doesn't have a dime that is 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 content, and it's hard. It's it, I'm not saying it's easy, but we can at least put things in place, like I said, so that we don't have to wake up miserable every day because of something we don't have. We can at least know that, like I said many times before. Where you are now is not where you're going to be six months from now or even a week from now. So let's not so let's not beat ourselves up anymore. Let's appreciate the people we are because the person you are is beautiful and just and 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 just and just feel good about that. And to me, you are uh you you are succeeding in life. Wonderful, wonderful. I love it. Thank you. As always, man, I appreciate that. And I'm sorry I'm so quiet. I'm literally writing up this show description. Because, <laughs> listen, <laughs> we talked about a lot. And as always, the show description, I'm thinking, uh, you know what? It's probably missing something. Oh, I'm telling you, I can't wait until we have a person that just does all this for us. And we just... You'd be like, yeah, you a production we crew. We can ask why AI to do it. I was about to say, why I feel like an idiot. 
You can ask Waffle how to do it. And in fact, one of these days, we're going to randomly play a game and we're going to see if people have been paying attention and we're going to have AI actually write the daggone show description <laughs> and see if anybody can pick out which one was written by us or which one was written by AI. That'll be fun. Hey, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. One day, one of these days. Oh, I had one last thing to mention. Um, I would that I mentioned on the uh, on the Patreon that I didn't get to extrapolate on. Mm-hmm. There was a recent. Uh, I think there was some sort of recent court hearing or trial against DoorDash because DoorDash was adding additional charges to people using iPhones to Android. Mm-hmm. And, and here I am sitting pretty. And they proved it. And they proved it. They ordered. So, you know, we'll say we'll give the example of uh, Pizza Hut or I don't know. Um, name a restaurant. Um, no, let's say, yeah, let's say you ordered from um, Joe Benny's. We'll say Joe Benny's, right? So you ordered. So so two people ordered from Joe Benny's the exact same thing, burger or whatever. Mm-hmm. And one person's using an Android phone. And one person is using an iPhone. Yes. When they looked at the total, there was some sort of additional extra dollar surcharge on the person that used the Apple phone as compared to the Android. Well, not only that. So let's say for the Android, you got free delivery. Oh, yeah. It was like a location. It was like some sort of a uh, 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 beyond range range location fee. Mm-hmm. So, like for the Android, it will be free delivery, and it will be like twenty five ninety nine. And for the Apple, it wouldn't even be free delivery. It would be like four ninety nine delivery plus like a dollar ninety nine on top of that. So I'm only paying like twenty five dollars for my food while you're paying almost thirty. Yeah, yeah. Did Did you hear about this, Al? I didn't know about this, but I also want to say I haven't been using DoorDash in a hot minute. Um, DoorDash is DoorDash is like expensive. I feel like DoorDash and Grubhub. Like I think all of these apps are expensive, DoorDash especially Postmates. More, DoorDash is more expensive than Grubhub, though, because I've because I've put an order through DoorDash and then I put it through Grubhub, and I usually save like five bucks. Are you um going through? Do you have the Prime uh version of Grubhub where you get the Grubhub Plus? I don't have the prime version of, okay. of either one because they had. Uh, well, I only know for Grubhub, but I know that um, there was a promotion they had a while back, and if you had Prime, you could get the Grubhub Plus, and it saves money. But you also, they also force you to spend a certain dollar amount, yeah. And so that way, they don't charge you the fee. But like that was you- the other thing the the court ruling said too. DoorDash was doing is they were adding for, so for. Uh, people that had the subscription or membership, they were adding additional fees to that too. Yeah, even though they're supposed to be taken away. Like, exactly. like yeah. wow. Yeah. Let me pay you money so you can charge me more money. That's a great idea. What the fucking fuck? no, no offense. I don't, that's why I don't F with them. I don't, I don't. No, I, I don't blame you. Listen, I, I mess with Grubhub and that's that, that was cause save, we could save money and seldomly use DoorDash. And hate both of them equally, which is why the minute my food is messed up, I'm on ahead. So empanada lady, just to let you know, it's not about you. It's about getting my money back from the expensive ass Grubhub. But y'all really did forget an empanada, yo. And like, 
Yo, don't be doing that. Don't be doing that. Don't be doing that. And y'all even had the nerve to write down the order too. <laughs> Which I'm like, yo, how y'all not see it said two empanadas? And fix your empanadas at that place, our house. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Because we're talking what? to the empanada lady right now. No, 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 no. Not the empanada I know, lady. I know, I know. Empanada lady's dope. I actually meant to send you a picture. Because despite my order being messed up. The empanadas, empanada lady, she's the only one that literally makes them the size where those suckers are big. They look like beef patties. And I fuck with that heavy. Everywhere else, they give you snack size empanadas. Like, that's literally a thing. So, that place that we went to at our house, the Tito G's or whatever, TOG's. No. I spent $9.50 on one empanada, Christine. One. And it, that sucker was tiny. I think I had one that was just a little bit bigger than his. I ate yeah. it, and, the, and and then it, it and then it was bland on top of that. Yeah. Every time I try to order from there, it's like they're sold out of anything I would like. So I said, maybe this is a sign not to order. Go to the empanada lady. I, I, I'm pretty sure no. you do, but I'm just saying. No, I would like to. Sometimes her times, like I, I think people forget. Like when I say people, I think. Since I don't work in the city, it's hard for me to get places. Because uh, by the time I get home, they're like closed, and I'm like, "Come on now, like please." Hey, hit up on the Saturday. I'll try. I'll yeah, because she she closed on a Sunday, but hit up on the Saturday. Also, um, because she's they're gonna have a storefront, it might be better because they they getting their storefront finally. Like I'm excited though, but I, I noticed too, it gave her gave you a nice ring. You couldn't even respond with a. See, I'm seeing this, ma'am. <laughs> I might be a little, I might be a little petty, I'm a little salty about that, but I know we're going to make it, we're going to make it right with that next order. So it is right. what it is. But no, nah, I, I, she definitely is not uh, hyperbole. It is legit. She has the best empanadas in Baltimore. Oh no, I believe it. I like hands it. down, like she, she's definitely claiming that. The empanada lady is is the name of it. The empanada lady. Yep. Wow. I need to get an empanada right now because I'm very hungry. I feel you, but nah, nah. She's going to have to pay for that until oh, I shit. give my empanada. Until oh, okay. You owe me an empanada. Okay. <laughs> well, empanada lady, uh, you need to make things right so that we can feel good about promoting your place. We're going to promote it, but just understand I'm giving you a hard time because I'm mad about the empanada. Oh. Where can I find the empanada lady? That's a good question. Now, you can currently find her right now at the murder house, but she's going to have her own storefront, a much bigger location. So definitely go ahead and look up the empanada lady in Baltimore. You can follow her on Instagram. Please do check out those empanadas. It's really worth it. Kid you not. Kid want, you not. That's great. I'm going to check it out after this podcast. That sounds like the plan. And with that being said, <laughs> This has been another long form piece of content for y'all to have to tie y'all over until we record again. And uh, um, uh, really want to thank y'all for rocking with us. If you enjoy the show, you know, we gave y'all some good background talk, you know, even dropped a little ed- educational segment in that bitch. You know, if you really enjoying what you're hearing, we appreciate it. If you give us a five star rating four star rating whether you're on spotify you're on you know 
you're listening to Apple Podcasts. And look, however you get it. And if you love it, please subscribe. Because we definitely got more content. You need bonus content, $2 a month on Patreon. Get your exclusive content. We're not going to post anywhere else. We rarely make exceptions and sometimes post some of those episodes for everybody else to hear. But listen, Patreon's where it's at, all right? So with that being said, I'm one of your hosts, Renzo. Big Rob is signing off. It's me, Chris. Bye. Respect the tater tots. He's not wrong.